Hello, it is June 11th, 2019, and we have a heater for you. Coming live from my house because we watched the end of the NBA Finals Game 5. Got an entire recap for you of that and also everything else happening in the world. Plus, an incredibly inspiring and electric interview with a man who captivated the millions (laughs) and millions of humans on the internet and across the world with his performance last week on AGT. Yes, America's Got Talent. Superstar is our guest at the end of the show. You're going to want to hear that. You're also going to hear Avicii's new album called Tim, He's Alive. Mm -hmm. Heard it this weekend. They even prefaced it in the album. Like he left thousands of songs behind, 200 some songs behind under different categories of like, I want this shit out and stuff like that. Just making excuses for them to continue to make songs forever. By the way, I respect it. And Tim, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have Avicii on the show. It would be a real treat. It would. I want everybody to know that if Avicii is available, I would like him on this podcast. Okay? Hey, Vich, hit us up. Tim. Because Avicii died. Yeah, Tim's mm-hmm. alive. I've run into some controversy when I've said this in public, by the way. A lot of people have told me that I'm being rude to his family by saying he's still alive. I think the complete opposite. I think I'm being nice to the family, personally. Let me give you a little hope. There's yeah, an island exactly. out there. Because he's about to drop in on Christmas a couple of years from now. <laughs> Big old beard and a mask. He's going to have a couple more heaters, too, by the way. Speaking of heaters, if you want to go watch a musician like Tim, probably not going to be on tour for a while, but you know what I'm saying. If you want to go watch a musician, if you want to go to a sporting event, if you would like to go to any live event that is happening across the country on planet Earth and on the moon. moon. Listen, I've made plenty of terrible choices financially. I've talked about it a lot of times. I mean, I got an aquatic vehicle. It's supposed to be elite on land and sea. The damn thing doesn't float. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sinking four-wheeler. Actually, it's an eight-wheeler because there's four wheels on each side. I bought a professional wrestling ring just because I heard I could. That was a wild scene when that thing showed up on an 18-wheeler. <laughs> I bought a Cadillac Escalade the day I signed, uh, the day I got drafted because I didn't fully understand what a signing bonus meant. <laughs> that money didn't come for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of dumb things, but know that as soon as they open up a ticket to go to the moon, I'm fucking in. Just want to let everybody know that. I, I've thought about this over the weekend because they are offering up tickets to go places in space. Yep. I've thought about it plenty of times. Let's go. I've thought that I probably shouldn't do this because uh, fatality level is probably pretty high. I've, I've watched the videos of those Apollos just go ahead and disintegrating into pieces and people dying. But at this point, if Elon Musk is running shit and he's selling tickets to the moon, I'm fucking going to the moon. Me and fucking Neil. To be honest, the yeah. best way to go out anyways. <laughs> Me and fucking Buzz, too. The final <laughs> frontier. <laughs> Me and Buzz are going to go up there. I'll buy him a ticket. I'll... He'd gladly go with you. He'd show you the ropes. Well, I think, I think I'd go with him so that anybody who gets on his ass about not going originally, he can say, like, been there twice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There you go. And if I'm going to a live show on the moon, I'm going to use my friends from SeatGeek for the tickets. Because mm-hmm. SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms on planet Earth and the moon mm-hmm. to make sure you're getting the best ticket available for the best price available. They are going to make sure that you're not spending more money. They're also going to make sure the ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get because SeatGeek are your, are your friends. 
Best friends. I think that's a good way to put it. Great Seek people. SeatGeek are your friends. And they're a very easy app to use. All it takes is a couple taps to buy tickets to something. And not only are those tickets cheaper than every other app or, or, or platform, right now with promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Oh, nice. Promo code McAfee, $20 wow. off. Wow. Jesus. Isn't that crazy? So let's do a little self-awareness. If you're not rich yet, use the McAfee, get $20 off. If you're rich already, use PAT, get $10 off. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live. Now let's get to the conversation. Okay. Okay. We have a series Mm. in the NBA Finals. Did we think that Kawhi Leonard, that other guy, the Sia guy, he's real. Siakam. Siakam, by the way, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Siakam, I'm surprised. (laughs) As much as I love, I watch NBA basketball. Everybody knows it. Of course. Yeah. Every quarter, every game. That's what I say. Right. Yeah, probably oh, yeah. too much, to be honest. Too much basketball. People are like, Pat, you're watching too much basketball. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the Siakam guy existed until this series. Dude is a baller. Very good. This Toronto Raptors team doesn't seem to be shook by anything. After the last win they had in Oracle, they walked back to the locker room as if they didn't win. No Mm -hmm. smiling. It's like they were ready to go. Gasol and the boys were ready to go. Mr. (laughs) Nick Nurse, who I heard Big Nick Energy, by the way, earlier today. Don't mind him being described as that. I like that. Thought they were going to potentially bury the Golden State Warriors. Boom. 4-1. What happens, though? Kevin Durant says, no, no. I'm cleared for practice. (laughs) Excuse me. I go to dinner with Jay Will in New York, and I say, hey, Jay Will, I'm playing tomorrow night. So Jay Will goes on Get Up in the morning mm-hmm. and says, I bet you Kevin Durant plays. And what does Kevin Durant do? Shows up at uh, the warm-ups of the game, puts on a show. Yep. Duncan, one-on-one in with folks. Looked good. Looked good. I mean, he looked good. Mm-hmm. He comes out, hits his first two shots. I'm thinking no chance the Toronto Raptors can beat the Golden State Warriors, especially if Kevin Durant decided whenever he was hurt with that calf strain that he was never going to miss another shot again. That's what he said. I'm never going to miss another shot again. And then Heartbreak City comes in the form of what is now believed to be a popped Achilles out of nowhere for Kevin Durant. The Canadian fans... Made some noise. The internet did not enjoy that. Listen, Canada. Listen, Canada. You've done a lot of great things for the world. Great hockey. The best. Okay, America made it better with the league, but the sport itself (laughs) was incredibly made by very nice people north of the border. Mm -hmm. Right. Maple syrup. We don't even have to talk about it. Had it this Mm -hmm. weekend with waffles and French toast. That's Belgium, France, and Canada coming wow. together for a great treat on my oh, plate. Tim Hortons. Timmy yeah. Hortons. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not even talk about Niagara Falls, the place that pretty much raised me. <laughs> Gambling at 19. That's what I'm talking about. 15, if you have a brother that's four years older than Amen. you. <laughs> I like Canada. But that cheering when Kevin Durant got hurt, I think they all in that arena immediately regret upon hearing about Kevin Durant popping his Achilles right there. They immediate, their immediate reaction was, oh, the best player on earth – now, granted, what have you done for me lately? We don't talk about LeBron James being the best player on earth anymore because he's 
might literally be 60 bottles of wine deep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> since the beginning of playoffs. So nobody will talk about that. But Kawhi has came on. He's playing like Michael Jordan. There's a lot of videos of Kawhi and Michael yeah. Jordan sharing a lot of the same look. It's incredible because I didn't really know much about Kawhi either other than it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but watching them kind of dominate. But Kevin Durant is that guy. He's mm-hmm. that dude. Everybody knows it. A lot of people were talking. Clay Thompson even said after the game that they pay no mind and no attention attention to the humans that say they're a better team without Kevin Durant because you could put Kevin Durant on the worst team in the league they would make the playoffs because he's the greatest player on on earth this is what Clay Thompson said or one of the greatest players on earth watching his Achilles pop which they have a zoomed in video on the internet oh. of it is so fucking sad to think about because all the shit that gets talked about Kevin Durant for being a snake mm-hmm. and being a guy that only cares about Kevin Durant, a guy that that hates seeing other people succeed is what they say, a guy who has taken some shots from the Golden State Warriors uh, front office on multiple occasions. The GM came out in his press conference very emotional and positive for Kevin Durant because this is a heartbreaking situation for him. So he's a human. I respect it. But Kevin Durant has a lot of negative pub around him because his burner accounts and shit like that and all i've ever seen is a guy that seems to care about things and is incredible at basketball mm-hmm. tonight whenever his achilles popped i think the whole world was like man you put your you put yourself out there because the warriors were about to lose you really you came back early obviously in a chance to save your team because you wanted your team to win and you literally got punished by that with the worst punishment possible which yep. is a torn achilles which is so sad especially because he's He's potentially up for about 700, 800, 900, maybe even a billion dollars uh, from the Brooklyn Nets amongst <laughs> yeah. other people here in the next couple months. It's a sad scene, man. It's a sad scene for Kevin Durant. It's the worst. And Achilles is probably the worst injury, right? Well, it just comes out of nowhere. I mean, granted, they probably, something might happen, right? They didn't really, they said strained calf. And then yeah. now if they're saying Achilles. I don't know if those two are just necessarily tied together. I don't know enough about the body. I know they're, but hey, I do know that the Achilles bone is connected to the calf bone. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yes. do know they're in the same area. But what if he had a partial? That's day one med school. Uh, I teach you that. Yeah, exactly. Is it possible to get a partial tear? I don't Probably. know. Achilles? I don't know. I've I know once it goes, it goes. Well, and that's maybe that's why there was rumors coming out that if he hurts himself again, it's gone forever. Yeah. Like there was a lot of those rumors, which means. Maybe it was a, a something. I don't know the Achilles well enough, but maybe there was something that was Everything because he I've was learned. going so hard in warmups. Exactly, yeah. it was interesting. He was going so hard in warmups. It was very obvious that what he was trying to do in warmups was like, let's test this thing as much as we can right now, just to see how it goes. By the way, got him into fucking game warm because as soon as he got that ball in his hand, the ball was oh, he was on fire, yeah. dropping. Yeah. He was wanting to score forty. Yes, for he sure. wanted forty that night for sure. But it's interesting to me that, man, it just goes. And you still pay Kevin Durant, I assume. 100%. Oh, yeah. Someone will. You still pay Kevin Durant. You still just, even if he has to miss part of the season next year because he's rehabbing, which, by Mm -hmm. the way, is possible. Mm -hmm. Let's assume that's possible to play a lot of games. You pay Kevin Durant. So that's good for Kevin Durant. Definitely. And also kind of like not terrible for the Warriors because now they're playing for something. Yeah. And Clay, this is the first time you've really seen Clay Thompson come out and go to bat for Kevin Durant. Absolutely. Now, granted, it's probably happened before. This is me just paying attention more. So this is very much what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. But everybody from the Golden State team is coming out pro Clay. Kevin Durant, right? Iguodala and Steph Curry walked him back to the thing during the game, which doesn't really back to the locker room. This is, I mean, this is so sad for Kevin Durant because 
honestly, just like LeBron not making the playoffs, like I want to watch LeBron. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to watch LeBron. Just like I want to watch Zion. The draft's coming up. Zion's going to go number one. He said in a ad for NBA TV, he said, the world has never seen anything like me before. I'm like, okay, Zion. <laughs> <laughs> Are they writing your lines or did you say that? Like I want to know. I want to know if they fed you that line or if you said that. Because if Zion's feeling that way, by the way, I will quadruple down on my Zion's an ex LeBron if that's the way he's talking and he's not being fed those lines. I think Zion goes in and does something big. But Kevin Durant, I want to see Kevin Durant play basketball. Like I want to watch, just like I wanted to see Kawhi down the stretch there, which Mm -hmm. is exactly what we saw until they stopped giving him balls. Yeah. So, well, let's not give it to him on the drive. He was getting like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, we're down one. Just any bucket here is good. And he actually passed it, though. Yeah. Yeah, he he was getting doubled. He got doubled. Mm They still got a chance, I guess, to win it. But, boy, it feels like Golden State's probably going to pull this one. Yeah, go back to Oracle. Last game ever at Oracle. And at Oracle, did they they check the hoop sizes? They should. It feels like everybody gets buckets at Oracle. It feels as if Steph – now, granted, this might be just watching Steph Curry shoot a basketball. is different than watching everybody else. It feels like he Steph could throw it from fucking anywhere in Oracle. And it's just, probably going to fall. Just drop. I mean, in warm-ups, he's what? Walking in the locker room and he does that shot from the side, and then he fucking daps up the fucking security guard. It's just like <laughs> clockwork. Yep. Just like clock. Oh, this is a quick 75-foot shot. <laughs> Bang. Pockets. Dap up. I'm out of here. See you later. In the game, pull up from anywhere. I'm excited. I'm happy we got a series. Yeah, I'm happy definitely. we got a More series. More basketball. Can't yeah. complain. Sad about Kevin Durant. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst. It's interesting, too, because all those reports are coming out on how the guys on the Warriors in the locker room were pissed that uh, he wasn't playing. And then, you know, obviously, I mean, Steph Curry, that's his move. You know, right as he goes down, starts crying, gets co- overcome with emotion, can't handle it. I'm on to him. I think I think he's full of shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think Steph Curry is. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I don't now? think he gives a fuck. That did you not hear down. my just kumbaya speech? I, I did. And I think... That's what a lot of Warriors fans will say too, but I mean, I, I, I just, Drake was crying. I just don't he buy was. it. Hey, There's, Drake was even crying about it. You, you think Drake cared more than Steph? No, like I think, I, I think the Clay stuff is genuine. No, I really, no, no, no. I really Answer do. the question I just I said. Really do. do you think Drake cared more about KD getting hurt because he had his hands on his head? He was at selling hard than a pro wrestler. You know, he, hey, he was, he, he was, was selling, selling hard, he was selling hard. But I think deep down, yeah, I think he probably does care more than Steph Curry. And maybe he- <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry can't wait until KD's out of time because he could bring his brother. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's he's t- KD's the big dog in the backyard who's just fucking bullying him, and you know. Get him out of here. I want my backyard back. I, 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 that is an interesting take because Steph, NBA MVP, he was a champion. Mm-hmm. I think he was a finals MVP. He had everything going. He had Under Armour deal just launched. He had Chef Curry. He had everything happening. He had a baby that everybody loved. He was on top of the world. And then Kevin Durant showed up and – and I'll, t- I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Steph Curry kind of fell down to the yeah. wayside there. Yeah. Still an electric figure, absolutely. Still a, a yeah, must see, incredible at basketball, must see basketball player. But Kevin Durant is—he adds more drama. He's uh, more hilarious, and he's he's good at basketball. He's got more of the accolades too. Even though you know, I mean, it's still still a team sport, but he's the guy. Yeah. Steph was probably on pace too to get MVP. If they win with up to this point, oh yeah! I mean, imagine hey, Kevin, up without Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant comes in here and wins these next three games mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. He wins MVP again. Bingo! Yeah. What are you bingoing over there? <laughs> Steph Curry 
is jacked up that KD is done. You're a terrible person. Wow. <laughs> They're all crying over there. I just can't stand The GM there. was crying up on the thing. Well, he should be ashamed of himself because KD shouldn't have been playing the night last night. <laughs> You're a bad guy. Anybody else? How about the doctor? He said numerous doctors, numerous specialists said he was good to go tonight. We would have never put him on the court if we didn't think so, says GM Bob Myers. Yeah, I'm sure Bob Myers walked in the training room and was like, listen, you cocksuckers better tell me in <laughs> 10 minutes that this guy's ready to go. I hope that's not the case, man. No LeBron, no Durant. Yeah, I feel bad it's a shame. for Durant. It's terrible. But the Splash Brothers are still balling. Clay what? Thompson, by the way, still wet. Very. He shoots from weird scenes too. Like the way he lines, he'll be standing like so uncomfortably, and he just pulls up a jumper from it. It's he like, just can square up so well. It's is that right? Good square up guy. Mm. <laughs> is that what he's good at? Fox? <laughs> he squares up so well. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear that fucking basketball analysis there? <laughs> it's great A top. Notch. I thought you were gonna keep going. Well, I thought you were too. No, it's just like a that's gonna just add to the chime in. You don't and get then that shit on fucking going. TNT. No, no, I thought honestly, I thought you were gonna go. I, what did Charles Barkley and like Shaq would have said right there when you said that? Hey man, you better shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you guys, by the way, getting mentioned on uh uh, Shaq's podcast, Heartland Radio, got mm-hmm. a moment on Shaq's podcast. Uh, it's called Borderline. I think it's about uh, potential borderline things. Borderline things, yeah, yeah. Good for you guys. <laughs> I didn't hear Shaq's voice one time. So Shaq, Shaq, yeah. Shaq's name weird. is on the podcast. I didn't hear his name. Shaq cast mm-hmm. is that the Shaq cast? They just play snippets from other people's podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad play, by the way. Oh, I like that. That's funny. He's got the general yeah, on his insurance. Works, works smarter, not harder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's got the general insured. It don't matter what happens to him. Those green screen commercials are outrageous. Him and that fucking general. Uh, Shaq's living, dude. Icy hot. The best. The general. The absolute right? best. What did he play for 25 years, too? He's just yeah. the best player of all time. One Anyone who thinks Shaq actually is insured by the general <laughs> should be hit over the head with a shovel and buried immediately after. <laughs> just what a beautiful mess those commercials are. Oh They're like, God. we're going to pay somebody $2 million to be in our commercial. Yeah, probably. $20 in the graphic <laughs> presentation. <laughs> That's Shaq on it. It'll be good. That's literally what they think. Those commercials, man. This conversation's really starting to heat up. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. Speaking of heat up, do you feel the weather outside? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Certain change, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's getting balmy. Outside is weather. That is not the song. <laughs> mm. But you are correct. In the weather that is currently outside, is warmer weather, which also means it's grilling season. Mm. Oh, yeah. The best. It is time to get out there in the yard, light up some things in the fire. Maybe it's charcoal. Maybe it's gas line. Whatever you want to get into. It don't matter. And you're going to get out there and you're going to grill an exceptional amount of meat for an incredible price right now from your friends at Omaha Steaks. Omaha. Omaha Steaks is a family tradition farm for over a century of creating incredible meats for humans across America. Because the good people in Omaha, they care about you. They do. Mm -hmm. 
Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited-time Father's Day gift offer to listeners of this show in this show alone. I've seen the commercial for this particular special, but it's not as good as the one is on this show. Hmm. Other shows have this type of offer. It's nowhere near as good as our offer. Fact. Let me tell you why. And I think it's because they think nobody's going to use it. So I think they give us this just thinking that none of our listeners are going to use this. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, Omaha. You're fucking wrong. Yeah, you're about to lose a lot of money. It's a fatal error. Whenever you give 74% off for a Father's Day steak fix gift package, a $235 value that they're giving away for $59.99, when you enter code AMERICA in the search bar, you get 74% off. This is what the Father's Day steak fix gift package includes. $59.99, by the way. You got a piece of paper. You got a pencil or a pen. Get ready and load up on ink. (laughs) Two tender filet mignons, two bold top sirloins, two savory pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, Mm. four massive gourmet jumbo franks. Go ahead and hit the top of the eraser on a mechanical pencil to get more lead. (laughs) We're halfway home. Four crispy chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breasts, a four caramel apple tartlets for dessert, a packet of Omaha steak signature seasoning, and... You'll get four extra Omaha Steaks burger for free. Wow. Oh my God. All of that for $59.99. When I say buy a lot of these, buy a lot of these. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find another company giving away their business like Omaha Steaks is right no now. Way. 74% off. They can't be making a single dollar off of this. We must take advantage. Two fillets, two sirloins, two pork chops, four steak burgers. Make that eight steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, four crispy chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breasts, four caramel apple tartlets. Delicious. And a packet of Omaha steak signature seasoning. Just an incredible amount of meat. That is so much. That'll fill your freezer. It will fill your freezer. Clear out the popsicles. Get ready. (laughs) A big <laughs> cooler coming your way. Come put that meat popsicle in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Use code America in the search bar today at omahasteaks.com. That is omahasteaks.com. America in the search bar. They're giving away the fucking company. Yeah, it's dangerous. Take advantage. It's not good business, but it's good for you. <laughs> it's good customership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that right? Ain't that right? Hey, there's a lot going on in hockey right now. There is. Tonight, I think there's a game. Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, there's a big game. Yeah. You guys got a big game. Game seven, Stanley Cup Finals. Here we go. Lord Stanley. I said it from the beginning. The Bruins are going to win in seven. Whoa. And it's game uh, seven in St. Louis? In Boston. Oh. You always go with home team. 12 and 4 in Stanley Cup Finals history for the Cup, Game 7, the home team, 12 and 4. Jeez. But the last two have been the away teams. Unless it's 100% of the time, I don't yeah. want to hear the stats. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. Since Unless- 2005, it's the home team's 31 and 28. Yep. So it's not it really off. a discernible difference. It's not really a home. Home ice advantage. There's no way there's that many Game 7s. Though I'm talking about Stanley Cup final Game 7s. I'm talking about the last round. There's a little bit of difference. Lord Stanley's Cup is in the house. Excuse me. You remember that guy with the gloves that was carrying that fucking thing around? There's a lot on the line. Yeah, yeah. Phil Pritchard. This ain't first round, Tom. So I didn't watch the last game, though, but the Blues looked bad. Hey, 
they looked bad. <laughs> they looked nervous. They looked scared. They and the Bruins. They just look dominant. I mean, it was Tuker was standing on his head there for a while doing a couple little spinnies, right? You know what you <laughs> oh, hockey yeah. always do? Stand on their head? He Say was. rocket science. You <laughs> asked me a said. question. You said, are the Blues going to choke? I feel like they already did. I feel like that was they needed to win that game. That was the one. I was told right to my face, though, by you. Mm-hmm. Blues haven't been good at home. Blues good on the road. Great on the road. Oh. But, but Boston very good at home. Boston seems very good at hockey, by the way. I mean, this is Lord Stanley <laughs> Cup's finals. But that fucking Marshawn, he's a he's he's a good player. I know you don't like stats, but I'm gonna give you a few more. Can't wait. I'm, this Bruins facing elimination uh-huh. this season in the playoffs. Three and 14 goals for, four goals against. Wow. Three for six on the power play, nine for nine on the penalty kill. Oh, that's good. That's wow. just winning hockey right there. Hey, get it out. You know, dump it. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Get it out of the zone. I thought they were going to pass it back to Tuca for an empty netter. Oh, uh, the goalie was the shooter. Yeah. I did because Tuca was having such a big game. They pulled a goalie, what, with like four minutes left or something like that. They pulled a goalie very early. That's the new trend, though. They pulled it very early, and there was a time where Boston had it back there, mm-hmm. and I thought they were just going to shuffle it over to Tuca and be like, you know what? You're a little nightcap, up. Go ahead and shoot <laughs> that thing down the other fucking hey, side. Yeah, I mean, you're up a couple goals. No harm done. Give it a shot. Why not? That's what it's all about. You score a goal and say, like, how so you got the, you're a legend. You got the Bruins. Yeah. I said from the beginning, I think the Bruins. I, I would like for the Blues to win, but it's Bruins tough. were heavy favorites. St. Louis just needs it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anheuser Busch, I guess, was sold, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Rams see ya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fucking Blues. I mean, Nelly doesn't make any albums anymore. No. Nope. No. Cardinals have been pretty good over the last. 10, 15 years or so. Yeah. But. That's what I'm saying. And a lot of people have been paying attention to baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say if your city, though, had an incredible baseball team, I bet I would go. It's a good yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baseball good, games are a good fucking good time. Yeah, I feel good like I missed out on a good part of my childhood because the Pirates were so So damn fucking terrible. bad. Hey, why so were they bad. so bad? You have such a nice park. Good drink specials. Good team colors. Yeah. Just put a fucking team together. Hey, what do you need? Nine guys out there? Nine? Times yeah, nine. Yep. Just give us fucking four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just give us something positive. Anytime we went to the Pirates game, knew they were losing. If they won, it was it was a full-on celebration. So I guess it was good. But it would have been a fun thing to like. It'd be nice go- to see them win a game once in a while. It would have been nice. Playoffs maybe, it would have been great. So maybe I, maybe St. Louis doesn't need the Blues to win because they got the, the Birds. Yeah. St. Louis I mean, Birds. The Red yeah. Birds. Yeah. Did they get caught cheating like two years ago? Excuse me. Don't be taking allegations. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Cardinals were cheating. Two I, years thought was, ago. I thought it was the Astros. I thought the Astros hacked. Cardinals were kind of in on it. One of the like the old it. GMs like still, yeah. like still had a password and was Did they get hacked, and, like scouting <laughs> information. Or were they hacking? Uh, what happened? Like one of the uh, old people like, are hacking like in oh, fucking yeah. social networks. Yeah, like the, someone from like the Cardinals or the Astros never changed their password to like one of their like <laughs> scouting things, and this guy was just like popping in there and like oh. seeing. Who but what does that do? That's not hacking. That's just people. Yeah, being no, that's dumb. Uh, well, I mean, it, <laughs> it makes a good. I may, like I they may, hired the Russians. I may have dumbed it down a tad bit, but I mean, I think there was some some straight up espionage going on. Oh yeah, Jesus. they'd like look for guys that they were going after, and then like fucking 
pluck them instead. And, you know, I mean, that, that <laughs> there's rules. To that. That could, oh, oh, like in their minor league system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not like, which yeah. is where you win games. Exactly. That's you how you win in October. Franchise. You win in October in the minors. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I've been following baseball a long time. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I was in the minors. Yeah. You were. You were. 2015 Cardinals hacked into the Astros yes. database. Yep. Says he was 100% right. Yeah. I was, I was wrong with the two years. I was wrong with the two years. Yeah, of course. I, I thought you were talking about old McGuire. Oh, I'll never bring that up. Sammy was part of that. (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned uh, earlier today, we were talking about a hypothetical that could potentially pop up during our live show that's coming back very soon, by the way. A little bit of a news break, I guess. We're talking about the hypothetical of me just getting a stat completely wrong, which happens happens very much on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. And I said, yeah, like I could come out and say like, Barry Bonds hit like 97 home runs or something like that. And I, I, by the way, if I'm in the middle of a rant, I'm not expecting anybody to stop me. I'm just going to roll. And then Ty was like, yeah, I mean, you're only off by a little bit. It was like 75, right? 73, yeah. Yeah, 73. And then you said, that's an asinine fucking number of home runs. Yeah. <laughs> 73 is It's just, unbelievable. The guys who are just smashing it now, if they're lucky, hit like 45, 46. Jeez. That's unbelievable to me. And no one was fucking pitching to him either. Like he was getting wa- he got walked more than like Babe Ruth that season. So, so if you accidentally chose it was like whenever Revis was Revis Island. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. If you accidentally chose to throw it to his side, it was probably getting picked off. Yeah. And if you accidentally put one over to plate with Barry Bonds, it was gone those yeah, years. Pretty yeah. much. And they were all just on a bunch of shit. Yeah, I mean, his head was like the size of a boulder. And Did when it come he cut, back down, or is it still the same I think size? it's still pretty big. When he came into the league, he played for the Pirates. His head is like as skinny as like a popsicle stick. He was stick. built and like then, Foxy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And then he and became then looked, a looked like, looked like you, but like another like 85 pounds of muscle in his head. Good for Barry. Good off he had that bionic arm sleeve yep. thing, too. If I was a pitcher and didn't know anything about him, and he stepped up to the plate, I'd be walking him, too, just from the look of that arm. He, he was like a good 30-30 guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that, and that was good. That wasn't enough for him. He was like, no, I have to be able to fucking crush coconuts in my bare hands. Fucking <laughs> 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 480-yard bombs. Those okay. were good. Hey, baseball was headline news yeah, every night. Yeah, watched though. it. Yeah. They, I mean, the There's ML- always that conversation. There's always that conversation. Like, should the MLB just stop caring about performance-enhancing drugs? Nope. Because the only time in modern history when baseball was watchable and excitable and topic of conversationable, it was when they were all just fucking gone out of their minds yeah. on a bunch of shit. They pushed it and encouraged it when Sosa and Maguire were going. Yeah, it was like, a lockout before. You used, that, right? to, you used to watch post game uh, like interviews, and Maguire would just have like four pill bottles of Andro in his locker. <laughs> Again, they, they just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> didn't do anything. He was plain as day, like right there, is wild. Well, I think we're gonna get into baseball. Just because bit. there ain't shit about to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I watched, uh, I'm going to start getting into more Netflix documentaries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think I have to. Nice. Because, I mean, if, if baseball, I mean, baseball has the opportunity here. Okay. Now that we're in this world, and I've never really had to care about an off season happening, but now that we are legitimately in this world, and this is our second year, third year going into this thing, baseball has the opportunity to maybe make their shit interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, all these other sports are down. You you know what everybody's talking about? Everybody's talking about all the good sports are over. Now we got to deal with baseball. <laughs> People actually say it. People say it. Like the only thing on sports right now is baseball, and it's like a bad thing. It's a bad thing. I think baseball should own this thing and maybe make it a little bit more interesting. Maybe there's some steroid months, and mm-hmm. these are the ones. 
You know what I mean? Oh, tail end of the season, just everybody starts juicing up. Team. Let's go. Let's ramp up. We got some new smoothies <laughs> in the fucking dugout. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about last year was the juiced up balls in the home run derby. Yeah, which Tucker yeah. Barnhart talked about on the show. He yeah. said, oh, the balls are definitely juiced. They're mm-hmm. flying all over the place. Yeah. Baseball should try to make some sort of you know run at this thing. I feel like minor league parks, incredible marketers. Incredible. You got hot tubs in the fucking outfield. Yeah. You got parties everywhere. So you got, affordable. You got me starting in right field. <laughs> <laughs> right? They got, there, there's, there's antics. In the MLB, you don't really hear about that much. You don't really no, hear I about like, do bullshit like it that, is more ever. fun to watch though in the aspect that it, over the you know from just a few years ago is they're high scoring games now. Yeah, I mean they're scoring a shit ton of runs. Gambling too, right? Everybody bets on this because mm-hmm. it's easy to bet on because yep. you got a pitcher that you know about, so yes. that probably helps. So with the the prevalence of sports gambling, probably going to help baseball mm-hmm. for oh, sure. Yeah, great point. Probably right. Yeah, I, I mean the game. They is- should start letting you bet. Like fucking Kentucky Derby, soon as guy is about to walk up to bat, I think uh, I think Tucker Barnhart going to hit a home run. Oh, that's uh, fifty to one, sir. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> it would be hard not to just have that check in like every single. If they had an app at, at every single seat, oh yeah, oh, for every single fucking hitter, you could bet. By the time you get like eight beers in, yeah, oh. you're on everything that comes across the screen. Well, home run dinger. Fun coupon, all of them. <laughs> Who's this guy? He's been a what? A one what? Yeah. He's he's bound. How many? He's, he's due. He's due. He's due. That'd be a great time. If I could do it at home, too, while the game's happening. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Bet on balls and strikes. I'd sit there like a slot oh, machine. Yeah. Every oh. Oh. Ding. Ding. Oh, my God. Hey, zoom in on that pitcher's face. I want to see if this motherfucker's in his zone. <laughs> <laughs> There's two outs, nobody on, and attention to walk is 1,000 to 1. Yep. yep. Boom. All right. Let me try to get a read on that catcher. Oh, that's a curveball. That's probably going to be a ball. He called the two. I saw the two. Closed the, and then they closed the bets like as he goes yeah. into his stretch. That'd be awesome. I, I can't believe we just fixed baseball. Hmm. Good for us. Nice. People have been trying to do it a long time. Until those games get shorter, they're not going to get any. Seven innings? Now you, you can't. That's the because pro- like I'm a baseball purist. Like you, uh, you, you can't really change the rules that much because then it. Changed. Well, then fuck it. Why can't I just bet on an app at home? You should be able to do that, but for every single batter. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, and you can like uh, you can definitely bet on like individual guys to. But I'm talking about live. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would I would hope they're going to do that soon. Bro, but that'd be fucking awesome. Be I would. I would. Hey, lock me in. I would fucking watch baseball if I could just bet on every single pitch. That'd be incredible. See, and I wonder if they won't because I don't think they really have an attendance problem outside of like a couple teams, like yeah, in the right. in the stadiums and stuff like that. Like I, you so think I, they just have enough games that that ends up paying off? Enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. A lot of games. Quite but a I'm few. I'm saying you only need you probably need to sell out like at least a few of those games to make up. Like, I see games on TV all the time when I'm flipping through. There ain't nobody at the yeah. games. Yeah. There ain't, there ain't nobody at the Is it all the hats? Like, how are they making all their money? I don't know. But the game lasts about 12 hours. So they sell a lot of concessions. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I would guess concessions. I mean, you eat sales. like three meals. <laughs> 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 we interrupt this uh, fine conversation to let you know that. I've completely changed my mind on how I go about manscaping my body. Hmm. Ah, why is that? Well, I think in the olden days, before I started using manscaped, I was always fearful 
that a potential nick could lead to my death mm-hmm. around the jewels. Oh, they tend mm-hmm. to do that. You know what I mean? You're always dancing with disaster whenever you're utilizing old razors and shavers when oh, yeah. you're talking uh, about your your biscuits and gravy. The most dangerous game. Bleeds forever down there. What's that? Ble- bleeds forever down there. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? You have to throw a whole roll of toilet paper, like one little tear-off piece at a time. It lasts for like three days. <laughs> happens a lot, huh, Todd? Not anymore. Nope. Because now there is a snag-proof waterproof and shock resistant option available right now in the name of the lawnmower 2.0 from your friends at manscaped it comes in the perfect package 2.0 kit it has the lawnmower 2.0 with skin safe technology this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts By the way, I almost got a little aggressive with this thing. I almost shaved both of my legs with this thing. It is a plow. (laughs) Speaking of, they have a plow, which is a razor for you that is fine and sharp and clean. But the Lawnmower 2.0, it just goes about its business. No no fear at all. I'm telling you, it looks like a piece of art down there right now. Ooh, Mm, nice. You know why? Hmm. Because I'm Picasso in Donner with a free hand. Mm. Not scared of anything. Because the Lawnmower 2.0 protects you with its skin-safe technology. I wouldn't say this about other products that I've used around the kit and caboodle. No, I've never heard you say it at all before this. No. Never. I Nick, you've known me a long time. I've never talked about anything that's been around the kit and caboodle. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about snag proof here. Snag-proof. I don't want the word snag associated with anything around my crotchal region. Yeah, you're right. Snag proof, baby. You should snag up the lawnmower 2.0, though. Something you should think about grabbing. Snatch it up. I'm glad my tamales and be safe. Is that what you call it? Your pork and beans. Mm hmm. Well, right now, you're Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> your little Zito burrito. 20% off. <laughs> with free shipping and a free travel bag with the code PAT at manscaped.com. Travel bag for free. What? That you want. I traveled with it this last time. It's a good leather. It so actually – it. it, it Feels like you're protecting the stuff inside of it, like the lawnmower 2.0. Mm-hmm. I put my vibrating toothbrush in there. Everything was good. The travel bag's beautiful and it's free. See, they didn't need to do that. Didn't That's have to incredibly do. nice. No. Snag proof pube cutters <laughs> with free shipping, a free travel bag, and 20% off right now when you use code PAT at manscaped.com. Back to the convo. <laughs> I would like it to be known, not to change the tub, subject too quick, but this is pretty big news. Okay? Not a lot of people would expect this from this podcast. But I would like this podcast to be remembered as a podcast that supports the Women's World Cup because we talked about it during the podcast. Right. The right. Women's World Cup is happening right now, and I don't think anybody has a clue that it's happening. I accidentally watched the game the other day. Mm-hmm. I was just flipping through, and my fucking everybody's seen the way my TV work. Direct TV's out again, by the way, at the house. It just freezes. Couldn't work the guide. It just clicked on one that was right open. Turned on Fox 59. I'm All of a sudden, I'm watching fucking Spain and uh, somebody else in the Women's World Cup, and I was like, Holy shit, the Women's World Cup is happening right Actually now. Actually happening. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, because I swear Live. I was Oh, exactly. Ask. Hey, you... 
I was. I don't want ask, you to even be a part of this podcast because this is a podcast that supports the. Women I was going to ask: Do we have like Olympics or like World <laughs> Cup to look forward to? Yeah, USA or... plays today versus Thailand. Is that, uh, Tuesday? No, as in like tomorrow. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> I get so jet lagged on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Foxy, I almost want to kick you off the show because this is a podcast that supports the Women's World Cup. You're right. I, I saw agree. an incredible nutmeg highlight tweet today, oh, and I was like, "Wow, look at that." Look at that. That's an incredible play. Yeah, we've had some great play out there so far. I haven't missed a game, but... That's what you've been saying this whole time. Yeah, Because you and I were texting all weekend. You were back at your brother's bachelor party, Mm -hmm. but you were sneaking off to go watch the Women's World Cup. Yeah, exactly. I told him. I was like, hey, guys, my stomach's not feeling great. I just fucking head next door, you know, grab a beer and sit down for, uh, you know, an hour, an hour and a half and just just watch... 90 minutes. Yeah, watch some incredible soccer. And what is happening? And I wasn't disappointed. Okay, I mean, France is looking good. Right now, oh, so good. France has got some horses out there. We uh, we oui, oui. yeah, exactly. Reynard, she looks great. Two goals in the uh, the first game against South Korea. They beat the piss out of them. Oh, starched we, them. We all kind of expected that too, oh, especially yeah. with the way Mbappe was playing for the dudes a couple mm, years back. Exactly. Uh, host country, pace. host country. It is in France. So we little, knew that. Exactly. Yeah. Little, we knew that. Little extra juice Didn't there, we? you know. Obviously, being at home, oh, we man. knew it was in France. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about it this whole time. Like you mentioned, Spain, another pick to click going deep in this tournament. <laughs> okay. Uh, they've just, I don't know. I mean, they, they just play they play the game the right way. That's what everybody says. Um, Gatlana had a nice little hat trick last game. All right. Oh, yeah. did she? Yeah. So, she. Uh, yeah. So she, Spain. Exactly. Oh, country. They wiped out South Africa. By the way, you will get kicked off of this too. We are a podcast that supports the women's <laughs> I saw Martha from Brazil. Look, someone photoshopped a joint in her hand on the bench. Nice. She's pretty good. Uh, you know, probably because she wasn't getting enough shine because uh, Christiane actually also netted a hat trick for the uh, the Brazilian. I have a question team. about oh, this real go. quick. Uh, why do Brazilians have one name? Like Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, like her name is just one name. Christiane, yeah. It's the beautiful game, dude. It's what they do in Brazil. They just have one name? I don't know. I honestly Ronaldo. Because there's a couple Ronaldo. Ronaldinho. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Neymar. I mean, they all have last names well, or first names. What do you think? You think it's Carl Neymar? <laughs> you know what? I don't know if that's been confirmed. It, it could be Carl. Yeah, they, they just they go by uh, their surnames. I think. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Surnames. Yep. Like Messi's one name, right? Mm-hmm. No. Lionel. Lionel. But everyone knows exactly. Hey, that's why I should be on this podcast. Messi. Yeah. This is very tough. Well, I'm not a soccer guy. Hey, Megan Clinton. Oh, it's, it's not about soccer. It's about America taking on the world's greatest on the greatest stage, which is the Women's World Cup. Shout out Pittsburgh's right. own Megan Klingenberg. Yeah, wow. she's, doing her, Kling. oh. she's doing her par- uh, Wait, Periscope so, um, show. America's in it. Oh, Klingenberg? Yes, America's yeah. in it. Did they win? Big game today against Thailand, bro. We also got Chile and Sweden in our brackets. So Chile! Free. Oh, I mean, Swedes. look. Look for us to move on Spicy. very easily out of. Uh, I think. Don't sleep on the. Streets. Are we in? Uh, I think we're in Group uh, D. I think maybe G. I don't know. Um, D is on that bitch. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a couple horses to bet on moving forward, the United States, Spain, France, and Brazil all look very strong this year. And we would have known that going into the World Cup that those would have been the four teams no, to bet. No, no, no idea. Nobody would have thought that. That's people. what's great about the Women's World Cup. Exactly. Oh. You just don't know. <laughs> Until it happens. <laughs> I mean, people were pumping China's tires big time before the start of the event, but they're agile. The conditioning levels have to be incredible oh, fighting yeah. through all that pollution and <laughs> smog. That's exactly right. Lungs of steel. It's like yeah. training what's, what's Colorado. What's your problem, bro? 
<laughs> just because there's a bunch of Laramie Tunzels over there, they're hitting the gas <laughs> mask saying. every day. That's probably an advantage, by the way. Of course it is. It's exciting stuff, Ty. Thanks for that. Yeah, you bet. You really bet. appreciate what you did there for mm-hmm. us. Well, I mean, it, it's not like I'm doing I mean, I'd be watching it anyway. So, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not a chore, you know. I feel like it's that bad marketing, man. Ain't nobody know that they're no. playing. T- I just found out they're playing Thailand from Zito. Yeah. Zito taught me that. Well, What's yeah. going on? The, the, the women, by the way, they used to be America's fucking oh, yeah. team. Oh, the yeah. United States women's soccer team. I can feel team. your passion right now. The they really were, out. though. Yeah. Oh, the tears. The tears <laughs> coming out of the passion. Yeah, that's what they're from. <laughs> we didn't have to edit out a whole part. <laughs> But honestly, the women's soccer team used to be that Brandy Mia Chastain Hamm. thing. Yeah. It's like one of the totally. most iconic sports yes. pictures of all time. Yeah, Mia Hamm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Fucking what's her name? Those other the uh, uh, Megan Rapinoe. Yeah, yeah, Rapino. Abby Wambach. Uh, that's the one I'm there looking for. Wambach. Uh, she was awesome. She headed everything. She yeah, Hope Solo. See, you know, Hope Solo re- really good at soccer there for a little bit. She goalie. She had some issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think she beat up her husband the um, night before they got married. Yeah, several times. Like, got arrested for several it. Times. I mean, who doesn't want to do that, you know? Well, I don't think that's the right question <laughs> <laughs> to be asking. <laughs> but I honestly think she beat up her husband, got arrested, and then yeah. got married the next day. Yep, I'm pretty sure you're Or right. maybe it was her, her brother. She beat up somebody who was in jail, and they got mm. married the next day. I think she's whooped her brother's ass. I think she's whooped her husband's I was, ass. Uh, I, I think, think she likes throwing hands. Yeah, it was her nephew she got arrested. It was something along those. Because it was domestic violence, but it was somebody in her family mm-hmm. who wasn't like, it was like a very interesting domestic maybe violence. Maybe their whole fight, like, it's a fight club in their family. They can't talk about it. But so they just have to go to jail? Yeah. They just have to go to jail. If an outsider sees it, they got to go to jail. You had an incredible take on the Golden State Warriors that we were supposed to get to at the beginning, but you just, yeah, per I, usual. By the way, a lot of people listening at home are like, uh, they probably wish Zito would talk more. That's what everybody probably That's wishes. Say, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wishes that, but there's probably a couple thoughts like, hey, Zito sometimes disappears. And I want to let you guys know, we think that too. I yeah. very much think that. I get worried about the guy. Whenever I'm kind of disappearing right now. Yeah, well, you just you had this incredible take about the Golden State Warriors. It's coming true. Besides Kevin Durant breaking his leg, but nobody knows. Like the people listening right now don't know your take. Like, it's like should I say it right now? Well, you should have said it whenever we were talking about I them. I, I'm gonna be honest. We could not find an open spot there. You guys are doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a conspiracy, guys. Okay. You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on, are you a conspiracy guy? Big conspiracy guy. I'm putting my conspiracy hat on right now as we speak. Okay. All right. So I believe that Golden State is so mad at each other that they lost a 3-1 lead at one point in their lives that they like basically lost all these games to come back in a 3-1 lead. So, so they, they're what not you said earlier actually made more sense, and I'll say <laughs> what you said earlier was that Anytime somebody loses after being up so much, yes. like up 3-1, they always say, oh, you Golden State it. Yep, exactly. You Golden State is what you said. Yep. So your conspiracy, if I am understanding from what you originally said yep. to what you just said, is that Golden State purposely went down 3-1 to Toronto so that they can come back and win so that people say you got Toronto raptored as opposed to you got Golden exactly. State. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really bad at repeating what I said earlier. That's like my number one problem, but yeah, that's exactly what I meant to say. That's your number one problem. <laughs> it's a good conspiracy. <laughs> Zito, I think you have a great take here. 
I think this I is like potentially yeah. a good take. Yeah. Didn't they already come back from a three to one? No, uh, in the a finals. Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, oh, not okay. not actual finals. Right. Remember, okay. yeah, Bron no. Bron cemented his legacy after coming back down. Yeah, I mean, no, I came at Todd earlier for the same thing. You know, get it right. Well, wear tight yourself. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? The early rounds. Game seven hockey stats because I thought it was still relevant. Oh yeah, and you yeah, yeah. wanted to just go you know, Western Conference Finals early seven, rounds. I get it. Seven. That's on me. To be honest, though, if that does happen, Z, I think Drake wears it harder than. The actual Raptors organization, like I think, oh, it, so lives, like I think it lives lead. with Drake more hey, than them. Drizzy's Drizzy, an interesting spot. Very interesting spot. He thought he was going to be partying. He thought he was champion tonight. One hundred percent. Did he drop a song for his album? He's got a. He said he has a couple songs ready. Well, he indirectly said that on Instagram. Wale's got a new song out. Oh, you guys were tweeting each other earlier. Wale and I were tweeting. Actually, here's a fun little tip. Whenever you see somebody's trying to promote something and they're just retweeting everybody, if you just tweet them, they're probably going to retweet them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't saw, call them whale either. I saw I was about to say why they keep saying whale. Whale retweeted me today because I said that I heard that there's a bunch of Wale new music out. Everybody was yeah. tweeting about it. And then I was looking at all my places where I get music from and I didn't see any Wale. He only had it on YouTube, which, by the way, Ugh. good idea. Run up those YouTube numbers. They pay. They pay. Yeah. That's true. YouTube's where the cash is at, they say. Yeah, that's what they say. Spotify, Spotify pays, pays too. too, don't they? Yeah, I'd assume. So. That little Nas kid is just living yeah. off of that yeah. for the rest <laughs> of his life. He's going to blow up and be a star, for sure. But Wale's got new music out. <laughs> I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm not his demographic, slow. though. He, he's trying to fuck somebody. And I don't think <laughs> not there's anything wrong with it. I just don't think he's trying to fuck me, you know? Yeah, it wasn't a summer banger. It was more of a tender... Romantic song. Um, it is very tender. Speaking to the women, it's like people listen to R and B. I get it; it makes you feel good and stuff like that. But the people singing are definitely just attempting to fuck somebody. So, I mean, it's an interesting. I understand. I, I can get down with some of it, but most of it is just I don't fully understand. Well, what Wale should have did, and because you couldn't find his song, right? He's put a link to where it was. Well, he should have did that, but he also should have said he's just going to fight Tom Cruise, and then everyone would have found his oh. music. Hey, good transition oh, yeah. there because Bieber's dropping new music. That's, that's a pro. Hey, Bieber, have you? I checked out his Instagram. I'm worried about the kid. Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with no Tom. Cruise. You crossed the wrong man, my yeah. friend. Hey. Ethan Hunt, Jack, what's his name? Jack Reacher. Shit. Reacher. Motherfucker broke his ankle during filming just a year ago and continued running across the top of a building. And now Pete Mitchell. Now a, little, yeah. now a little Justin Bieber, banger maker, by the way. Love it. Banger maker, Justin Bieber. Even though I got a lot of people tweeting me that he doesn't mm-hmm. write the music, doesn't write the songs, all he does is show up and sing them. Mm-hmm. What do care. you mean? That's fine. Somebody's got to sing them. I don't nice. care. That's all what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> bro. He better he better enjoy it while it lasts because Tom Cruise is gonna fucking kill oh, it. Dude. Tom Cruise does not play any games. Tom like Cruise it, is working out right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for his next movie role, let alone has, going has, into fucking human cockfighting with has Justin Bieber, Bieber. Ever watched anything of Tom like did you see how crazy he was when he was on Oprah? Like if you've seen any of like the Scientology let's, stuff. Let's like, not even talk about his craziness on Oprah. Let's talk about his agility on Oprah. Yeah. He jumped up on that fucking couch. Point one yeah. second, I think. Good pop time. It, you need that pop time yep. because that's what he's doing when he's running and jumping after helicopters that are taking he's, off. He's, he's like a little spider monkey. He is, he out, is a spider monkey. He's a gymnast. Like He should be in another life. He would have been like an Olympic gymnast. He's built just like one. Have you seen, like the, the was it the Labyrinth? Oh. I mean, that dude can 
he is a, like an Olympic level gymnast. By the way, good skill to have whenever you're in an octagon is the ability yes. to be a gymnast. Yeah. yeah. Once you stop flip, start flipping around there, what's Bieber going to do? Not hop on his little skateboard. He's got <laughs> some baggy ass clothes on on Instagram too. This last couple of days, I don't know what he's doing. He also has an incredibly powerful vengeful, malicious cult behind him. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You think he went and met with the crew, the Scientology crew? It's like, yeah, yeah what I are bet we doing? David Miscavige oh. was like, what are we doing here? Fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him like a fucking dumb thing. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Cruz, first of all, come down to this basement. I want you to tell us some terrible secrets about you that we can hold over your head forever. Actually, so I, I think he's one of the, he does whatever he wants. Okay. He, yeah, I think he's up there in terms of like they gave him some like presidential the medal. Platinum for, member card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They gave him some like huge medal. Like, yeah, I think I, it's him. Like, collecting he might secrets. be calling shots. Oh, so he he sent out a, a bird call. <laughs> Scientologist. Everybody comes in, and he goes, "Everybody, give me two dollars. I'm gonna go fight Justin Bieber <laughs> <laughs> for the church." Yeah, and then Bieber's gonna bring his little priest guy. His little mm-hmm. handsome priest guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise is going to bring his entire church of humans there. Mm-hmm. And it's all just going to be a sellout arena there. And it's going to be Scientologists versus super Christians, uber hip Christians. And I think, th- to be honest, Scientologists fucking bury the Christians that night. I think across the board. Maybe think- we do it in one of Joel Osteen's churches, too. Get oh. fucking 75,000 rabid fans mm. in there. Oh, I just don't know what Bieber's doing. I don't know what he's doing. Hey, Biebs. You somehow got through the the era of your life where everybody should have hated you, mm-hmm. but instead, what happened? A complete opposite. Almost made more fans. I was like, you know what? You've been famous since you're like nine years old, dude. Mm-hmm. We understand you got some tough problems. You were handed a billion dollars. Not really handed. You earned it. I mean, mm-hmm. you were playing guitar on the streets in Canada. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, they cheer when people get hurt. <laughs> so it's not an easy place to make it people think it's an easy place to make it it's not he got a big deal got famous could have done literally whatever he wanted whenever he wanted I assume a era of doucheness comes with that whenever you're handed the a key to I the entire so. world for right. sure yeah. which is what Bieber got mm-hmm. he got through it on the other side of it here got a lot of fans and now he's like why, why are you challenging a fucking 60-year-old, bro? The only thing that can happen here is you get your ass kicked by a senior citizen, and then everything goes to shit for you forever. You can't say a single word to anybody for Justin Bieber. Just make your bangers. Keep it fucking moving. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. It's oh, just absolutely. an interesting guy to go after. Like, put, Unless it's all planned. I mean, it could be. Put, but again, like Nick said, I think Tom Cruise is one of like the most vengeful. Like, He's not a guy you want to cross. Take away all like the Scientology stuff. He's probably one of like the... Ten most powerful people in Hollywood. Tom Cruise. I would. I would. Oh, yeah. I would guess that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what is it? He, so let's start looking at the numbers a little bit. Because Justin Bieber's got a good jumper. He can play hockey well. Mm-hmm. He skateboards and he's carrying around like a good 60, 70 pounds of extra clothes. These pictures. <laughs> these pictures of this kid. I have never seen it. I did not expect it. I was like, what happened to the Bieber? Are you looking at the photos of him right now? I'm looking at Tom Cruise's net worth. What is it? $480 million. Just for being a badass. (laughs) Yeah. Conor McGregor got on board. He's on Bieber's side. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird because Bieber was on Mayweather's side. Yeah. And now Conor McGregor's on Bieber's side, which is ipso facto. He's on Mm. Team Mayweather, the money team. He also, in one of his tweets, called out that he wanted to fight Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark? Yeah, he said Mark Wahlberg and then Bieber and Tom Cruise. What if it's like celebrity deathmatch, but with real celebrities these days? That'd be awesome. Because I think Bieber's worth probably probably near that. Yeah, probably. By the way. 
I think he was part of the Carly Rae Jepsen run mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I think so. I Call- think we should let Mark Wahlberg fight Bieber. Because Mark Wahlberg will take out his fucking eye. Hold on. Mark oh. Wahlberg's going to fight McGregor. I know, but I think we should let him fight Bieber instead. You, you're worried about Tom Cruise? No, I just would like Mark, Mark Tom Cruise would get him, like, beat him up and then, like, all right, that's enough. Mark Wahlberg will will fucking dig out his eyeball out of his head. Marky Mark. Yeah, I think fucking Tom Tom Wahlberg, I think McGregor in some dump in Southie in yeah. some just shithole bar. I, I want mean, him to go Mark out. Wahlberg literally like removed that. the guy's eye from his head yeah. and went to prison for it <laughs> before he ever got into acting. So what happened? I didn't know that. Yeah, he yeah. with a st- he beat up two Vietnamese guys in a bar with a fucking stick. And took one of their eyes out. <laughs> no way. And went no to way. prison. Mark so, Wahlberg? Yeah, so his brother Donnie was already big, right? Because he was in uh, New, New Kids, Kids on the block. block. So he was rich already. So he hired the character that um, uh, drama. Uh, drama is based on, an entourage, to just keep Mark out of jail. He lived in Mark's apartment and just said, just here, I'm going to pay you a salary. Just keep my brother from going to prison. And killing, killing somebody and going to prison, and so and then he found the funky bunch and just fucking yep, took over. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Marky Mark and Drama are walking around. Marky Mark's thinking about holding up gas stations, and Drama's like, "Can't do it, not today." <laughs> so he's doing all this stuff, and Marky yeah. Mark just happens upon the mm-hmm. funky bunch, and all of a sudden they start feeling these good vibrations. Mm-hmm. Hit a studio. Mm-hmm. Marky Mark's bigger than Donnie ever will be. Oh, yeah. See you later. Mm-hmm. All because Donnie hired a guy to stop Marky from robbing gas station. Yeah, he's like, dude, I can't go to the bar and fight every fight every night. I'm just gonna start rapping with my shirt off. <laughs> and he, Clean. It worked out. <laughs> Clean rapping, by the way. Dom Toretto spent a few years hard time upstate for beating a guy with a torque wrench and oh, look yeah. at him now. Yeah. Dom yeah. Toretto? That's a quarter mile of time. What oh, happens? That is. Too fast, too furious. Um, too fast for y'all. Tra. It's too fast. Tra. <laughs> too furious. Uh, Vin Diesel? Yeah, oh, yeah. Him and John Cena teaming up to take on fucking Hobbs and Shaw. What a great move, by the way. What a great pickup that is. Yeah. You lose the Dude. rock, you just bring in Cena. How'd yeah. you like that preview? You saw it today. Okay, so we saw the Hobbs and Shaw preview today. Uh, I think it debuted during the NBA final. Although, I've talked about this before on the show. I feel like I was a part of the Hobbs and Shaw filming. <laughs> through <laughs> through the rocks instagram there is a massive jail scene that's going to happen in this movie the rock said it took him a couple of days to film because he almost passed out because it was so intense oh yeah i was there for it i was on instagram with the rock while he was selfie videoing me all the way through it mm-hmm. then there's a moment with roman reigns at the end there where oh. they're fighting for their hana and uh mahalo right there on the uh the native lands that's what they said. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Ty, why are you? I know. I'm sure The Rock was probably very like, hey, make sure that gets in the script. All right? yeah. <laughs> I saw a big haka dance sequence, it looked like. So they have to fight at the end because they don't have any weapons, so they got to go old school. So they just got fucking literally sticks and swords and stuff, and they just go to war. Nice. With, it looks like a bunch of little tiny white people, mm-hmm. if I saw the IG correct. Anyways, that was months ago, so I thought the movie was done. Turns out the movie's not even out yet. Nope. I, I thought it was already. I thought it was already did its whole loop de loop. The Rock just gives you such an inside look at the movie so long ago. Feels like I already know what's going to happen. I think I do know what's going to happen. By the way, <laughs> just like I called the Avengers ending. 
I think I know how this one ends too. <laughs> Haven't seen a single run of this whole thing in history. But I watched it. There was seven slow motion pictures <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the preview for Hobbs and Shaw. Seven slow mo shots, almost a Ken Burns effect on some of them, moving so slow while the Rock is diving through the air. He's a two hundred and eighty five pound baboon of a man, oh, yeah. just mm-hmm. the the most shredded human being on Earth possibly, mm-hmm. and he's just. He fucking he took an Apache helicopter out of the sky. Yeah, he grabbed yes, he the did. thing and took an Apache helicopter out of the sky. Grabbed the winch. I think they actually filmed that too. Yeah. I don't think that's CGI. Oh, like practical. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think that was like practical, practical effect. Yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you can't watch the movie after watching that trailer. I honestly don't know how I you agree. can't that's, watch the movie. That's what I said. That was one of the better TV spots. That Jay Z playing. You know, I mean they 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 Please know. Please allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is and then it said Hobbs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the screen. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw that. Oh yeah. Please allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hobbs, and then The Rock jumping out of a building onto the back of a fucking airplane, and then he throws a fucking like an anchor up on an Apache and pulls it down <laughs> from the sky. And I'm watching it thinking like, I think he could possibly do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think The Rock yeah, could possibly do that. <laughs> You're also totally discounting Jason Statham doing some awesome spins and looking sexy at the camera with his sultry voice. Dude, that guy's so fucking cool. Great He's uh, what's he from? He's from all the cranked um, yeah, yeah. and snatch. Cranked the transporter. Hey, that crank the expendables. Yep. <clears throat> I accidentally watched that cranked movie late <laughs> late night one night. That was a bad move. I was uh, just up. It was like the night before a game, too. I think it was a primetime game. So you try to stay up so you can sleep all day. And I, I turned on, I think, that cranked movie at like 2 a.m. And I was just fucking up to like 4 a.m. Just like jacked up. Like this guy's. I was going to try to fall asleep to it. No way. That thing was wild. It never mm-hmm. stops. It never stops. What was the plot? His heart rate couldn't go below a certain amount of. Yeah. 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 And then another one I accidentally did that with was uh, that guy, P.S. I love you guy. What's Jerry Butler. Butler in that one that movie that uh, um, three hundred no Citizen oh, oh Law Abiding uh, Citizen. Citizen that one got me all going at like two a.m. I was mm-hmm. like wide awake up till five. Man, I can't be watching these fucking action flicks. <laughs> <laughs> so I watch documentaries only now. I watched the DeLorean one this weekend. It's on uh, Apple Docs, I believe. Hmm. It's just about the history of the car. No, it's the dude John DeLorean. Oh, he is a fucking legend of a man. An absolute legend of a man. He was working, he was like the consummate salesman. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers are coming. Because I don't even know what isn't a spoiler whenever I start talking like this. (laughs) If I start giving away too much. This dude was handed Buick whenever, uh, yeah, Buick. Oh, Pontiac. He was a salesman who was handed the Pontiac division of GM or whatever, Mm -hmm. which General Motors Mm -hmm. is one of the largest companies on earth. He turned Pontiac into uh, the Pontiac GTO era, Mm -hmm. where he was the first one to put a bunch of, uh, like a bigger engine inside of a car. And then he became just the head of GM. And then he did this whole thing or blah, blah, blah. blah, Gear and stuff. Yeah, he becomes Mm -hmm. the head of GM. And the, the documentary has Alec Baldwin playing him for reenactments hmm. but alec baldwin is talking while getting his uh makeup on about how 
DeLorean would have acted in the scene and then they act out the scene. It's a very interesting. It's cool. Oh, that is. The whole thought of it is that DeLorean's supposed to have a movie about him. This guy is a made for a movie mm-hmm. because he ends up getting busted selling like 25 kilos of or buying 25 kilos of cocaine. Oh, shit. Yeah. To bail out his DeLorean, his first DeLorean, which went under because. He decided to double down when they weren't able to sell it. He decided to make more, drove a company into debt, didn't want to fire anybody. So he decided to do one big cocaine thing, gets busted doing that immediately, gets caught free though, gets let go because the cops were entrapping him into making the deal basically, which is true. They had like an old neighbor of his actually like recruited him into this like hey if you have any issues with money i could definitely do something get you like 20 27 million or so <laughs> and delorean was like i do need 27 million actually my company <laughs> is going fucking under he built a car company in belfast ireland during the bombings during like the, the ira stuff during the, the protestant bombs. and the catholic, catholic wars, wars. Yeah. in northern ireland he moved his manufacturing company there uh, because they're the only people giving away land, basically. He was like, yeah, I'll go there. And then they got there, and they're like, probably a bad place to be. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave a bunch of jobs. He turned the place around. They liked him. And then he went under, and he got busted. Why? Did they ever explain why the DeLorean didn't sell? Because you would think you land a movie like Back to the Future to showcase yeah. your fucking car, and it's the coolest car available mm-hmm. look-wise. Like why did the Spielberg called him and asked him if the DeLorean could go in it because the DeLorean had so much hype in it before it even came out. He was almost DeLorean was like a Steve Jobs but for cars. Mm-hmm. He was this great illustrator, teller, uh, marketer. Basically, he said, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." And they, the the DeLorean was in like four or five different magazines whenever they only had one prototype that they had built. Uh-huh. So they had somebody just build one prototype. They weren't able to mass produce it. They weren't able to do shit, but they were already on magazines because he was the head of GM and he left to go do this. So it was like a big deal. Like this is going to be the new sports car, mm-hmm. the new car. And I guess the car business is very difficult to get into. I guess the last people to really crack in was like 1912 or something like that. Like yeah. it's very, <laughs> it's very difficult to get in there because it's all so expensive. Yeah. Like if you want to do it. So he had to move the company over to fucking Belfast to get his own manufacturing plant because it was so expensive. And then they pumped it out at a rate that it wasn't being... The, the quality of the car was not being kept. Okay, that's so what people I people were getting the cars and they were just falling apart yeah. like right <laughs> on the spot. And it was nowhere near the original car it was supposed to be. Have you yeah. ever driven one? I looked them up. I could buy one for twelve fifty right now. One thousand two hundred and fifty bucks. Really? Yeah, I'm thinking I about doing it. Cool. I almost took one to senior prom. There was a kid I knew who had one. He was a couple oh. years younger than me. He uh, his parents owned the rink I played at growing up. Okay. The ball hockey rink. And he they were they were wealthy oh. they had a couple Bentleys, okay, and they bought him a DeLorean and it just sat in the garage. So when he turned sixteen, that was gonna be his car. By the time he turned sixteen, the car didn't run anymore. So But I mean, it, but the outside stood because it was silver. Yeah. No. Stainless. Stainless. Yeah. Stainless steel. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a big deal back then. Right. So I thought about buying a DeLorean. I think everybody should watch the DeLorean thing. Though. That would honestly be worth twelve fifty just to like park it out there and never use it. You could park it in the office too. The DeLorean with yeah. the doors up. Yeah, just have it yeah. in the office all times. It's oh. fucking cool looking. I know. I mean, they it looks cool like a looking. terrible car. Do they all come with, uh, what do you call those doors? Suicide yeah, yeah. doors? Okay. Uh, no. Suicide doors open the office. It's butterfly doors? Butterfly. Yeah. yeah. It's butterfly doors. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, before we get out of here and get you to an incredible conversation with uh, an overnight success story that captivated 
and cultivated the entire country and the internet. Before we get to that, it was on Heartland Radio on Friday. So if you already heard it, get a chance to hear it again or just turn the show off. <laughs> There's always that option. Um, Big Poppy, T's and P's to Big Poppy in the Dominican Republic right now. I am so bummed out about it. Late night, um, Monday night, no, late night, Sunday night, news reports started breaking out of nowhere after the Bruins slaughter the fucking blues, just absolutely beat the hell out of them. News starts breaking, and all of Boston starts tweeting about Big Poppy being, it was first a leg wound, uh, in a drive-by shooting or something or in a robbery attempt. And then the video started surfacing, and he's just sitting there. Big Bobby's just sitting there having a good old time, celebrating his World Series probably, uh, talking about how much he's loved in America and in Boston to his friends in the Dominican, probably paying for everybody's stuff there if I had to guess because he's been paid like $600, $700 million. Good guy, great guy. He's just sitting there, and somebody runs up behind him. You see it on film and just shoots at him twice it looks like or once and then that guy tries to run away i think he gets his ass kicked and then now poppy they're saying he's okay and the heartwarming line that he said to the doctor that by the way is legendary is please save me i'm a good man (laughs) (laughs) that's an incredible line to say to the doctor after you just got shot in public in the back in your hometown hey doc by the way Please say me. Like, I'm worth it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Strong. Not too many people are. He is. He is he worth is it. He's loved by everyone. Yeah, he, well, very few love, like, the universally loved athletes anymore. And mm-hmm. I was, I'm was i a diehard Yankees fan. I love Big Poppy. He well, killed them for years. I think a lot of people were talking about that, how everybody around the league loved Big Poppy. Everybody loved Big Poppy. I mean, I only saw him on the internet, and everything he said seemed so happy. He always just seemed like such a happy guy. This is uh, very sad to hear. Todd, you did some digging on it, you said. Yeah, because I, I, when I was reading on it, turns out I guess they had to cut away portions of his organs, first of all, because he was bleeding so much internally. Yep. Jesus So Christ. it did, like, must have entered his back, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's lucky, the you know, just luck, probably, that it didn't hit a vital organ or sever his spine or something. But then it went from, of course, robbery, which they first released, to then, no, it was this lone gunman that jumped off the back of a motorcycle and just walked up on him and shot him in the back. So now you're like, oh, that sounds like a hit. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so then we were all like looking into it more today. Turns out now they think he it was a hired assassin by one of the local drug lords, who they're claiming uh, thought that Big Poppy was banging his wife. Mm-hmm. So a drug lord thought that Big Poppy was having sexual relations with his wife. So he said, as soon as that home run hitting star from our country returns. I'm going to have somebody kill him. Yeah. That's basically. the stories now. That's the story now. That Man, it's 2019 like, and that's nah. it. Well, and initially too, part of it, and I don't know, we, me and Todd talked about this. I don't know if we could ever confirm it, but they said that he paid off two cops to do it. The drug lord did? Yeah. Yeah. It's 2019. Think about that. I hope Big Poppy's all right, man. You would like to think that a superstar of that magnitude who's probably done so much for that country 
could go home and be celebrated and feel comfortable as Mm -hmm. opposed to the complete opposite situation where somebody runs up on your back and shoots you in the back. Like literally nothing he can do. He was probably having a great night. Mm -hmm. He's probably having a great fucking night. night. Just enjoying the hell out of himself. Who knows what they were talking about? And then all of a sudden you're just sitting there and right in your back. Think about how lucky he is. Oh, I know. And I guess like... (sighs) Dominican gangs I hope he's growing right, in man. power. Like it's, uh, they said 120 tons of cocaine passes through that small country every year. Like it's the major thoroughfare for cocaine coming from Venezuela and Mexico to Europe. Atlanta. Oh, incredible yeah. word oh. by the way. Right too. <laughs> What's that? Thoroughfare is that what you used to Yeah. Uh-huh. What's that mean? It's pretty good. Well, it's the go-between, right? So they bring it. What's in it called be- again? The thoroughfare. So it comes there. The and penultimate then package of shit. <laughs> That's the Europe. penultimate destination uh-huh. before it gets yeah. to Europe. <laughs> yeah. The Trinitaros gang. They're ones that rule. They're the Trinitaros like, gang based in every major city in Europe, I guess, because of the drug trade that feeds through uh, What's it the called? Dominican Republic. Trinitaros? Todd, you getting the itch to go take down a Trinitaros? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be I interesting like, to see which drug lord they tie it to, uh, right? I would like to, the Trinitaros to know that. No detectives from the PMI offices will be investigating. No, no, no. no. we'll have nothing there. to do with it. In the Trinitaros? Oh yeah, Zito. Zito was um, translating the was beautiful the video. Oh, yeah. There's a video on the internet of this guy who's alleged to be the guy who shot uh, Big Poppy sitting on the ground in the Dominican Republic, just getting his fucking head kicked in by mm-hmm. the locals, waiting for the cops, I assume, to come pick him up. But if he is a cop, that's very interesting. And they're screaming things at him. And I was sitting next to Zito, and I completely forgot that Zito very much understands Spanish, but he just can't speak Spanish. Couldn't speak back to him if I had to. Yeah, and you're like... Uh, you were saying what they were saying, and it sounded like I was watching like an actual translator. And I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome! I forgot we had this little tool in the office." Like he heard one of the guys yelling, um, "Hey, don't kill him! We need him to talk." Or yeah, like yeah, that, right. Which I thought, that's why I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, they're just going to kill this dude right. or beat him so badly that he he can never be right again. Right and they need him to rat line. everybody else out. Well, it was funny because they were saying that and then they were literally kicking, kicking him. Kicking him. Saying, <laughs> don't, don't, don't kill him. Don't, go, don't do it, guys. Don't. We need him to talk. Bang. Shut your fucking mouth. Bang. Guy deserves it. That, that is yeah, crazy, the power of Twitter, though, and like social media in general. Like, we were able to I, see that video. I feel like I saw the video of the like, suspect. What, three hours later, four hours later. Not even. I think yeah. it was like an hour after. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like it was about an hour after I saw the fucking suspect who shot Big Poppy in the <laughs> Dominican fucking Republic. What a coward. In the back, too. Right. That's what I'm saying, man. Dude, and that's the difference between like the Dominican Republic and Brazil, countries like that, and, and here for the most part is, dude, they, will, they don't care if you had a gun. They will fucking take you down. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, we're afterwards you're talking about. Oh yeah, that's just a like a shark frenzy. They're like, oh fuck, you just shot one of our people. Well, they all know it's jujitsu. Yeah, Dominican Republic. I mean, they have some foreign martial arts. There, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard Brazil and jujitsu. Like, yeah, you get that going. <laughs> Beach volleyball was on TV this weekend from New York. Huh. It was from the piers of New York. Ooh, <laughs> dirty sand. I bet she's probably pretty clean sand. Really, New York? They leave garbage everywhere. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I assume they ship in the sand. It's probably like the cleanest sand possible. Oh, I see. What you're, I it's like it's like I sandbox gotcha. sand. I bet. Yeah, yeah, there's no like hypodermic needles hidden in this sand. <laughs> yeah. But I do know what you're talking about because the last time I was in New York, 
stepped on human mm-hmm. human poop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. If you want to feel bad about yourself physically, watch a professional men's beach volleyball. Oh. Those dudes yeah. are athletes. Such an underrated sport. Great sport. Oh, yeah, it's so awesome. much fun. I played in high school. I loved it. It was mm-hmm. my favorite sport to play. It still is. Just don't play that much. Not a lot of people do. And I mean, to play, you have to travel. Yeah. yeah. There's no real leagues just popping up next door. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, you want to come play some beach volleyball here in Indianapolis, Indiana? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really happening. That would be awesome if it was, though. I think there's some places up north and there's some places like out there, but it's like a 40-minute drive. Is there a uniform always bathing suits? The guys, guys wear tanks and, too, though. Yeah, like, they wear, some guys wear tanks. Always, or they always rock the band suits, right? Yeah, but some dudes wear tanks. Yeah, Phil Dahlhauser, former gold medalist. You know who that is real tall, bald guy. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. I remember him now. Time for us to get out of here. I don't think that was Dak on the boat. <laughs> I don't think Dak invites the dude with the camera to his trip on a boat. I would assume that's that is the case. Yeah. That's probably a good point. Yeah. You know what we need to bring with us? Some meth head looking fucker. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> Maybe get, let me let him keep his phone, too. Yeah. Uh, let's make sure that uh, the only white guy on here... <laughs> Is the only one with a phone. <laughs> Let's make sure that's the case. Those guys beat the piss out of that guy, right? I don't know how that. I mean, it's just it's just like that Uber driver that let that thing out about those hockey players. Yeah. It's like, I get that you probably make a few hundred bucks and maybe get a couple of clicks, but is it worth it? I, I don't know. I don't. I know. thought he was just jealous. He wasn't getting none, and he was going to go whack off to that later. Uh, how about uh, that? That actually. Uh, you, you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head. You're probably right. Because that girl on the end was fucking going to hammer oh town on that fucking Seuss. Wild video. Jesus. <laughs> it was wild. I know. It all right. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we had a conversation last week with a guy who is an inspiration to many. Uh, a man that can motivate people to do greater things. Even greater than the things that those men were doing on that boat. <laughs> that shit was wild, dude. One white kid on there. Of course he has to be the fucking asshole. Goes, Damn it. I know, man. It's like, come on, dude. I can't wait to watch this at home later. <laughs> like, there's no way it's Dak Prescott. No way. No. I ain't buying it. But that's, you uh, see... We talked about the good side of social media, seeing the big poppy yep. suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the bad side of Somebody social clapping. media. Booty mm-hmm. clapping. There's, uh, you're so dumb. <laughs> there is, um, I think the internet is a majority good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Hey, it gets a it bad is. rap by a lot of people. Yeah. The internet gets a bad rap by a lot of people. A lot of people judge the way the internet operates. And I can see why if they just choose to only look at the terrible things from the internet. It was a dark web. I don't even think most people that are thinking that the internet's a bad place even know that the dark web even exists, honestly. Oh boy, no, don't I, I don't even think they need to know, actually. <laughs> I bought a Bitcoin the other day, by the way. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Speaking of the dark web, I bought a Bitcoin. <laughs> nice. Turns out it's a pretty volatile market. I think I, <laughs> I think I already lost it's it. It's very up and down. Yeah, I think I, I think I already lost it. <laughs> I think the internet is a majority good. Mm-hmm. And I think this conversation that you're about to listen to, you're going to think, you know what? That's a good conversation. 
And that makes me feel better about everything that's happening in this world because if a human like this can go out there and kick the living shit out of life, I think you can too. The man you're about to hear took over the internet and the world last week on America's Got Talent after a 90-second stand-up bit, and he joined us to talk about it. Indianapolis, Indiana native and hilarious individual who happens to have a physical disability. We have a very special guest in the studio, a very good friend of mine, known him ever since day one of me starting comedy and sucking in little <laughs> rooms with three, four people in them. He's nodding his head in approval. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's blown up. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Ryan Niemiller. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, and you did suck, Todd. Uh, you <laughs> so I think I was at like your third show ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like no, you real were. early. Remember when that one guy used to haul us all over the country? I had no business getting paid to do comedy, no. but I think I it was None. enjoyable in the car. <laughs> and it was you, a good you're, you're a good dude. And yeah, you're worth that. So. I, think, I think it was actually your car. Yeah, so that's yeah, why that's you were right. there. Also, so. my <laughs> car. <laughs> so we went all over the you're country. You're an Uber for the community. <laughs> I was definitely the only reason. I'm not I was driving there. to Nebraska by myself. You kidding me? <laughs> just a horrible, horrible trip. And uh, I remember that because you hit like a pheasant or something, like <laughs> yeah, a giant destroyed bird. The front end of my car. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. you were like leaking fluid because of a giant oh, bird. I'll tell I you was what. ready to kill that one guy. It'd be hard to be funny, man, if you just got your car totaled by a fucking bird. <laughs> I'd had it for like two days. That car, <laughs> take it to Nebraska, destroy it. I'm sure you could get another Firebird. To oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you remember it. Most people like their infant memory are hard to recall and when Todd first started it was just decades ago yeah that's my first thought is you've been doing comedy for so long and I feel like I have um kind of been mean to myself for not allowing me to see you do comedy because you're from Indianapolis and what I saw on TV was incredible you've been doing comedy a long ass time though yeah I've been doing about uh almost 13 years now overnight celebrity yeah it's insane that you can work so hard at something for so long and not really get much traction and then just an eight minute segment on television. Yeah. And I, oh, now people yeah. care what I have to say. Like I'm in, <laughs> I'm suddenly like I I guess I got funny from Monday <laughs> to Tuesday. Like Monday to Tuesday, finally. Like I got good. <laughs> that just, it's weird. It's incredible. so funny to think about yeah. that. If anybody hasn't seen it and you got to go back and find it and look at it. Dude, I watched, so let me get this out of the way. I watched your set and it, it had the perfect build from start to end. I'm standing O. And by the time you talked to all four judges, I was literally sobbing. Like tears were running down my cheek. And Marty's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is Ryan. Like we have been through some wars together. And I just know how hard you personally, I don't even put myself in the same category because I was a part-timer. I had a full-time job. Did it when I could or when I wanted to. For 13 years, dude, up until, and it was funny, you were talking, they were like, oh, tell us about the good old days when you used to travel the country and do shows and have to sleep in your car, and you're like, that was last week. <laughs> like, it's literally been that course, though, right? Yeah, like, literally on the drive out to do the filming, I slept in my car on the way. Like, that was <laughs> fucking awesome. What I did. Hey, yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is incredible. incredible. Yeah, like I, I kind of have a reputation in this business for doing insanely long drives that I probably shouldn't be driving. Oh, and yeah. doing it. I have a, a Toyota Yaris. <laughs> I should, you should, I'm almost 300 pounds. You don't sleep in a Yaris <laughs> when you're 300 pounds. Like, like, 
Like every time I wake up at like a truck stop or a Walmart, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what is <laughs> Worth it, man. And then Tuesday comes. Yep. Yes. And that's what it was for. Like right there. Yeah, it's that's why I balled because I just could feel. I think what you were feeling at that moment, like God, you, you had to think at some point you do it long enough, like, well, nothing's ever going to happen, right? And you went through that just recently. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I can tell you about three months before I found out I was getting to do AGT, I was looking at colleges to go back to. Yeah, just because, like, I would, I'm, I'll always do comedy in some form forever. But sure. I was like, maybe after 13 years, they're just not going to put someone that looks like me uh-huh. on television. Like, I don't know what I'm. I might be just spinning my wheels here. I should get this, get a skill. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can account. Give me an account. I think that's for full time comedians, that's the dream, though, right? That somebody sees your set and then your life becomes a show, or you get to write a sitcom that you're in, or something like yeah. that. Right? Yeah, like, that's like, like the whole reason of doing it, right? That's the comedy dream, right? Exactly. Yeah, for the most, yeah, just being able to tell my story, and and you know, because obviously this is audio, so people can't see. But in case you don't know but who I am, I have it, a uh, I have a physical disability in my arms that is not very palatable for television. I've I've done auditions before where they told me I was too crippled to be crippled yeah. <laughs> on television. Oh, you know, like, essentially what they're saying. And it's like, what? <laughs> Can't be. Like, we want crippled, but not that. <laughs> we don't want gross. <laughs> we want, you know, we wanted like a limp or something. We wanted, <laughs> this is intense. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, think about the amount of asshole you have to have oh. to say that to somebody. <laughs> yeah, and so, and just now to be able to, that that I didn't change my course, like, because it's important for me to talk about yeah. this stuff, you know, they... Uh, I don't know if this is the exact numbers, but something like one in five people have a disability. And entertainment, like anything media, it's like 2% oh, yeah, of makes the sense. actual uh, of people that are on television or in right. media are actually people with disabilities. So representation is very important for me. And for them, someone to finally take a chance. Yeah. No matter what happens to the rest of this, I will be forever grateful to America's Got Talent for being the ones that took the chance on me. And, awesome. and not that being a comedian isn't hard enough already when you have to road dog it or whatever, right? So, it, But to complicate that was you have been funny enough to headline everywhere for a long time now. But you wouldn't get some. You wouldn't get bookings at a lot of places because they were like saying you're a gimmicky act. Yeah, clearly right? I'm a novelty. Sight unseen. Yeah. Sight unseen. They wouldn't let me showcase. They right. wouldn't like. But yeah. like, yeah, you're, this they, isn't what we want. Yeah, they this look at your little video clip and they're like, oh no, yeah, our crowd doesn't like yeah. that. And and not to like you know toot my own horn too much, but I'm really good at what I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm pretty good at this now. Well, and another dilemma with that is like, I guys, I have to address this. When I walk on stage, I'm different. People are, that's what people are going to, the very first thing they see is your disability. How are you not going to talk about yeah, it? And it's so weird to me that like disability is one of the few things that you're, that people get mad if you talk about it. But it's like, it's literally my life. Right. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> people like, say, oh, no, oh people. absolutely. Like, oh, what a, this is a cop out. What a, what a cheat. Yeah, because no everything is so way. easy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't want me to talk about my disability, stop staring at me at the grocery store. How about you date me? <laughs> you know, like if you're, treat me like a normal human, and I will gladly never talk about this again. But until then, um, you're getting a face full of it. I have literally been at comedy festivals, Pat, where like he just 
just fucking destroys, right? And, and then one of the other competitors, of course, most comics are so fucking petty and self-absorbed. They're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, well fuck. He, oh, he's got baby arms. What the fuck? I'm not going to be able to beat a guy with baby arms. No way. And I'm like, how about the fact he just destroyed? Like, that's why you're not going to fucking beat him. You still got to be funny. Yes. Like. Like have like having this disability maybe gets me the first five minutes where people are intrigued enough where they'll look and be like, okay, let's see what this is. But if they hate what I'm saying, uh-huh. they get out of here, cripple! With <laughs> you're, not, you're wasting my time. Hey, why 2019 for America's Got Talent? Because it's been around for a while. Why this year? Because um, this is the year they let me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year they said yes. Is um, Simon running that whole thing over there? Um, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of the creator of the show. Like, this is his concept. How and, about for booking and stuff like that? Oh, for booking, as far as I know, no. I, I've i not talked to Simon other than what you saw on television is the only time I've talked to Simon. Oh, really? So they, they he might have something to do with it, but as, Todd, far, as far as I know, it's... Todd told a story about how he had an America's Got Talent tryout. It went terribly, he said. Yeah. He, uh, admitted oh, oh yeah, as it should have. <laughs> <laughs> Todd sucked back then. He should not have been I there. Did. I should have had no business being in that room. <laughs> how, about your, how about Todd's like, comedy friends Like after he gets back and he's like a little disappointed in himself and them all just being like, we should have told uh. you. You should not have. <laughs> well, well, and, and the reason I know he shouldn't have done it is because I did an audition for America's Got Talent about six years ago uh-huh. that I shouldn't have been at. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a very okay, similar. So you have tried out before. Yeah, I've had a very similar experience because you go in there, you know, you go in there real cocky. I think Todd yeah. and I talked about this before, where you you get to this like certain point in comedy where you start to get pretty good, mm-hmm. but you think you're amazing. <laughs> so you walk in with this swagger. I didn't even barely prepare for the audition. Yeah. I was like, I'll just wing it. I can do a minute and a half of comedy. I'll be fine. Then you get in a giant room with two people who have just watched garbage all day. <laughs> <laughs> they, they hate you for existing. <laughs> and then you come in there with your stupid jokes that no one cares about that aren't good because you're four years into right. comedy or whatever. <laughs> And then they just go, okay, thank you. <laughs> this dude's incredible. Follow him at Cripple Threat 8. I don't know if we've talked about it yet. Have we talked about Cripple Threat 8 yet? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have? Yep. This dude's electric. I think we all agree. I yeah, think he yeah. deserves a couple of tweets. And also, we should all be voting for him with hashtag Club Nub. For sure. Oh, yeah. America's yes. Got Talent. This is the next America's Got Talent champion. We hold the championship in our hands, I think. <laughs> if you guys haven't heard about Roan, you're really missing out. Roan is a men's performance lifestyle and premium activewear brand that is engineered for unparalleled quality and comfort. They are an absolute necessity for guys on the go. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're training in the gym or jumping on international flights like Foxy and I. They're your new go-to men's clothing brand. My favorite is the... The new pair of shorts I got from them. Yeah. You know what they have in these shorts, Pat? What's that, Bob? They have like that underlying mesh for you. So if I don't want to, I don't have to wear boxers with them. Look at that. So not only are you getting rid of some laundry, mm-hmm. not only are you getting rid of some discomfort, mm-hmm. now Roan is answering all these questions for you. Those are my favorite as well, those particular shorts. Cell phone you as well. Free balling Fox. I mean, sometimes. No, it's not free balling because the shorts are, are, are keeping, keeping. You're right. There yep. is support there. There is support there. They mm-hmm. look good, too. Yeah. Affordable as well. Yeah. On your Chalupa. Yeah. Or Twally's. 
Roan makes something for the modern man, regardless of the occasion. In addition to an awesome selection of premium shorts, shirts, tank tops, socks, and swimwear, Roan engineers clothing perfect for the office, long flights, and commutes. Honestly, Roan said, we're going to make the most convenient clothing line on earth. It's going to be able to wear everywhere. You want to go? Go. You want to be in the know? No. (laughs) You want to look like you're... Uh, in the show? Show. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Show. Yo. Roan. Oh. Roan. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Go to roan.com slash America today. Use promo code America to get 20% off your first purchase. That's R-H-O-N-E dot com slash America, promo code America, for 20% off. Roan.com slash America, promo code America, 20% off. They do have incredible comfort and style and durability. Mm-hmm. I love them. I'm a big fan. Foxy, you wear them every day. Wear them all the time. I can wear them if I work out, but they still look good enough where I can wear them out as well. Yeah, because you like to look clean. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you look like a professional. When you wear their clothes and you're out, people look at that and you're like, that guy is a professional. And you feel good, too. You work out? Wow. Let's get back to the... Uh, Foxy didn't deserve it. <laughs> he's, just, he's just lying to the people. Let's get back in the club. <laughs> How many times have you tried out? Uh, this year was the third year officially that I did it. Okay. But yeah, so. Well, congratulations. Thank man. you. Thank you. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, again, you just don't know when they're going to say yes. Yeah. There's something about perseverance, was not each, to get too corny. But. Was each trial to try out the same, like where Todd said it was an invite and then you got to go past the line? Was every single trial the same, or was the third time you were like just introduced, introduced later in the process? Oh, that's interesting. Um, for me, basically, once I did the first one, they sort of knew of me already. Uh-huh. So I was kind of... I, I didn't still know Eric's real extra special favors, right? No, yeah, you, but they just know of me. So, yeah. so basically, it's something that they get to... They just look at you a little bit different. As more as like, okay, let's see how they've in, he's improved yeah, since yeah. last time. It doesn't necessarily mean that like, okay, well, if you if you get five punches on your car, <laughs> we'll let you in because you keep coming back. You know? Did they say like get a little bit better and we'll bring you back another time? They or? don't say anything if they don't want you. The there, there's literally, I think this year it was like forty five or fifty thousand people that audition in oh one way or another. God. So they don't have the time to tell you. <laughs> How's you it know, feel, right. How does it feel to steal the show, though, with 50,000 uh, people that were up Yeah, there? great it, question. I'm st- I haven't processed it fully yet. It's still so In my opinion, surreal. and I get that I might be biased, but I thought you did steal the show. I thought you Crushed. were the biggest moment Absolutely. of the show. The internet said it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like that's just like us. True. Saying, I mean, the fucking, yeah. it took over everything. Yeah, that's that's the that's the feeling I've gotten. It's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to be. It, it's weird to say like, oh yeah, I'm the, I'm so much better. <laughs> they were lucky to have me. <laughs> Did I save that show? That, that magician, right? <laughs> he's, actually, he's actually a very nice dude, by the way. <laughs> the magician, he is. He is the best. But yeah, I mean, it's still surreal because, like you know, like I was saying, it, until it aired, I didn't even know what they were showing. Oh, so oh, like like yeah. what showed on television? That was the first time I saw it as oh. well. So I was I was about to throw up, you know, because it's one of those weird things that like 
people were like asking me like, why are you nervous? You were there. You know what happened, right? <laughs> but like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, you don't know what your life is about to become. Right. The second 10 million people see you oh, at one time. That's a great point. <laughs> you know, so. How awkward was it to have to have the pre like little back and forth with the judges and they're like, okay, well, now go do what you do. And you literally just walk over and start your act. Yeah, is that weird? Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, comedians are kind of behind eight ball there. Like, if yeah. somebody's coming in there to juggle, like, I'm going to juggle something yeah. you've never seen before. Well, good luck. Uh, I'm going to talk funny. Uh, okay, start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I took it as an opportunity. Because um, a lot of the people, like, like, I don't think, especially if they do something like they're a juggler or whatever, mm-hmm. they focus so much on just doing that right. that a lot of times they forget that there's also a charisma portion to it you got to be able to like set up the show and comics i think have an advantage with that you know getting to do the interview with terry cruz right before i go out there that's a chance for me to get a joke or two in Mm -hmm. when i go out on stage and instead of waiting until i have to actually do my act i can get a joke or two in when i'm answering questions from the judges like that uh that uh, i'm very handsome line oh yeah (laughs) i i won the crowd with that i didn't even start my act yet but knowing i had that opportunity like it's you get like a minute and a half, two minutes, uh-huh. but you get like six minutes if you use oh, your interview time. To, okay. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. so that's all part of it. And by the way, if you don't have anything, just go ahead. We'll just do the interview for real here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I assume you're going to have to write a bunch of stuff, right? I mean, it's, or are you going to be, you have stuff compiled from the last I, 13 I've years? been doing this for so long. I have hours of material. Are you always clean? No. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't want to break any hearts. That's a weird thing about this because people see you be clean on this show. Uh-huh. I can work clean. I don't mind working clean, but you know, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I sometimes say <laughs> I, I sometimes say dirty words. Um, but but also like I'm smart enough to know that this show is on NBC. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to pitch the dirtiest stuff I have and then get right. mad that they won't let me say it. Well, like, I think it's pretty. You, it, it is. It, it's weird how you have to play that game because people do get scared. But it's like Pat. Like he's had so many opportunities, and every time, like he, he knows this mainstream TV and not a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But he's famous for the podcast and the NFL. But you know yeah. that's what they know of him on a microphone, and it's like. Dude, I yes, I'm an adult. I know. That's like say this. Green told me. Like I know the line. Greenberg told me. Yeah, I know the line. I get to which I took it as a compliment at the time. But then as I kept thinking about, it, I was like, behind the scenes, they're probably having a real conversation. Like, yeah. McAfee <laughs> didn't cross that fucking line. Like, we're <laughs> but but for you, honestly, as the show goes on, I'm an AGT fan. I've I've watched it for a long time. The live shows, and then as like things, are you going to get topical with your jokes, like things that have happened in the last week, or are you going to rely on like incredibly smart? Fucking great jokes. Um, I'm my in theory. My plan is just to rely on what got me to the dance to start with. Yeah, but it's a lot of biographical it, stuff. Yeah, life story stuff. Exactly. Yeah, stuff that can't people can't steal. No one <laughs> else. <can laughs> steal <those> jokes. <laughs> or nobody else could write for you either. Exactly. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, but you know, I, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna figure out what's gonna help me win. Like I'm awesome, I'm there yeah. to win. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I want Fuck to yeah. win this, and you have the skill to do yeah. it. I, I, oh, I would yeah. love a million dollars. I'm an old, <laughs> I'm, an old, I'm an old trailer park kid. <laughs> you know, I literally I grew up in a trailer. Uh-huh. There were six of us in a single wide trailer. I didn't have a bed till I was 18. I want to win this. I want a million dollars. Gonna, <laughs> it would really throw him for a loop Hell if you yeah. came out there and just started juggling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get some of the magicians to teach me how to do sleight of hand. Oh, I think so that good. would be if yeah. I can figure that out. Hey, oh. Magic. Listen, I know three tricks. 
Okay. Sorry, illusions. Illusions. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime I do them while I'm telling stories to people, it gets a great pop. I mean, they're the most basic magic tricks. It's so easy to make comedic. I, if you fucking do a magic trick up there while telling a joke, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> I will be punching a golden buzzer in my house. Like, fucking rain the confetti down yeah. on him. Well, I'll tell you, from doing the show, I love magic now. Yeah. It's something I never really thought of all that oh, much. I love it. But like getting to like hang awesome. out with the magicians when I'm there, I'm like, because I think a lot of people have the misconception about magicians because they think of like the dude in a cape yep. yeah, right. like a tie I'm gonna <laughs> but, like nobody does magic like that anymore right, like right. it's like they're like really cool dudes uh-huh. like the guy who won uh, last year Shin Lim he's yep. a charismatic handsome yeah and handsome a lot of them are funny who, yeah, yeah exactly and talented. I think yeah. the, the thing about it is everybody seems to be really fucking good. Yeah. Like we have John Doran boss. Oh, yeah. Who's America's Got Talent fame now. He's with Ellen all the time. Just had a baby. Congratulations to him. He's a friend of mine, though, and he, he's he been on the show, and he'll do uh, magic. It wasn't until I watched him do it right in front of me where I was like, oh, I have so much respect for this <laughs> shit. Yeah, he is good. He is fantastic. In kind of researching the show, I watched a lot of his because he's a charismatic guy, too. Right. Yep. Like, yeah. And again, that's like me talking about before. Like That's how you also win... It's not just being good at magic. He's also a good guy that people like. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's like a big part of it. He's great. Yeah. Speaking of great guys, uh, Terry Crews was, was a guest on Pat's show, and he was we had a good time with him. Just peck, the um, just peck thing, man. Do you, <laughs> did you have a good experience with him? Absolutely. Oh, he, did, like, he did flex his pecs at me, which <laughs> is one of the highlights. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, Terry Crews is the best. He's so good at he what he does He seems like there. the best selection that they've had so far seems for that happy spot. all the time. Yeah. yeah. the happiest fucking... I think they had Khloe Kardashian one year. Oh, boy. Or is oh. that X Factor? I, I don't know. I don't remember. But well, they... it was Tyra Banks last year. Yeah, Nick Cannon. And then Nick Cannon before yeah. that. Yeah. But Terry just seems to legitimately be rooting for everybody. And oh, wants he to go talk to him. He just enjoys the, the whole show. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite thing with Terry, like, he was so easy to work with. Every time I got to do an interview with him, my goal was to throw him off his game. <laughs> that, that was the thing that I was most wanting to do because it was just fun for me. Right. Because <laughs> he's such a good – and he just rolls with it. Like, he, he's the sweetest guy. Like, anything that you would think about Terry Crews, he seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. It's because he is a nice guy. <laughs> That's why nice. he's the best. Are you allowed to practice at all now or are you not allowed to do any – like, are you allowed to go to a comedy club and work anything? Oh, absolutely. I'm allowed to make a living. Yeah, okay. I, I'm at Helium in Indianapolis this weekend. Let's I'm go. Yeah. With, yeah. 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 Plug. Let's yeah, go. Totally it is a good plug. Yeah, so it is It is one of those uh, things. Uh, they obviously I, – I can't do anything that's, like, recorded. So I couldn't film a Netflix special or I couldn't gotcha. record an album or anything like that. But as far as just working clubs and making money, absolutely. I got bills to pay. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is my job. So what's the time frame between you recording shows? Between the, your last show that you recorded and the next one, as far as AGT, as far as AGT, um, I would have to look at the contract, but it, it's it's a few months after the show airs because they can. Uh, oh no no, I mean when so uh, the show that uh, aired on Tuesday. Oh oh, did you go to the live show? Oh my next appearance. Uh, yeah so, yeah. so um, I go to the judge cuts next, which is the round right before the live shows. Oh okay. Um, that will air sometime in July. Uh, I have not been told the exact date yet on that. That's but, just performing in front of the four judges, right? Uh, well, there is an audience there, but but it's but it's, the, yeah, it's a smaller audience. It's um kind of like on a like a t- it's a basically a soundstage TV set. Mm-hmm. It's a little more intimate, which was nice. 
um, because 4,000 people is a large crowd <laughs> to tell jokes in front of. That was a little little scary. Pat started his first show was 4,000 people. Yeah. Scared shitless, man. No, it's so... Like, like, you can't, like, your brain can't even fathom that many people there. Well, and then like, the roar, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's different, because, I, I mean... I've been doing shows where if eight people show up, I'm pumped. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. They're here on purpose. Awesome. <laughs> They're going to love it. And then seeing 4,000 people, like, like, I got pretty comfortable pretty quick because my brain just went, it's just such a mass uh-huh. of humanity. <laughs> I, I tried to find where my mom was, and that was it. Like, I knew kind of where she was sitting. I found my mom, and I was like, okay, that's all I yeah. need. Like, my mom's there. And there's an art to the, uh, you got to let the laugh wave go through before yep. you go to your yeah, next yeah. Before you open yeah. your mouth again. Yeah, and, and, weird, and, and you're under such a pressure, too, because with that show, you get a minute and a half, two minutes. So in your head, you're like, you almost would be like, stop laughing. I, got, <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> quick, quick clapping for me. Uh, not going to be able to hit the end of this. <laughs> exactly. You guys don't shut up. Yeah, you got, are you getting lighted in the back? Is that, What are they doing? No. but, but It's kind of like a... But you, they're very meticulous with... You have to get what you're going to do approved ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Again, they want to make sure you're not going to curse or do right. anything I was ridiculous. Supposed to, I was supposed to speak for 30 minutes last week at this event. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucking gave me a light, man. I was up there for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and now they hate you. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be a buddy back. I actually got a text from the lady saying... It's, is Pat almost done? It's getting pretty late. Hour. <laughs> I'll never get invited back. I almost pissed my pants up there. Uh, I'm that, sure that, the people a, enjoyed it though. That's a it's always I the have. people that set the event up. That everybody yeah. else is like, wait, we're having a good time. Yeah, a good time. yeah that's a, good. I have that problem. That's my one probably bad comedy habit is because I have so much fun on stage. It's my favorite thing in the world to do is perform. That I will time travel. I'll people will be like, okay, you got thirty minutes. And if I'm not really careful, I will do an hour Yo, because, yeah. I, because I'm having such a good time. Yeah, sure. It's like the one thing that I accidentally mess up all the time. I run my light, and I don't do it to be disrespectful. I just love it so much uh-huh. <laughs> that I don't want to don't leave. I, I think I was at 30 minutes, and I was like, man, there's no end in sight right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot to tell you. Like, you need to hear this. I am, I'm trying. I just I, I, I have an ending, and I just I don't know how I get there any quicker. I, I am lost in the woods right now. <laughs> Did you do you recognize like how big the moment is like when you get out there in front of all those people, or is it like it can that be almost like crippling, and you have to just like push through hey, it and that, do it? That's my word. That's my word. Yes. You, don't you don't get to say, right in front of me. <laughs> really? Nice. You want you gonna park in my spot too? Are you gonna do that? Come on! Unbelievable! Disrespectful! You invited me here for this time. <laughs> this is what you did. Wow, Christ! Speaking of hecklers, how do you handle them? How do you handle hecklers? Oh, just know that they're hate crime in me. <laughs> no, no, but uh, uh, for me, the the moment was a lot bigger during the day. Before I when I got on stage, that's. Like like show me kind of kicked in right. Um, I that's where I feel the most comfortable. Um, I understood it was a big moment, but for me, it's also it's a show. You know, yeah. I, I've done this thousands of times. For I've sure. been on stage thousands of times. So for me, it's like I just got to go up there and do what I do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the stake. I knew the stakes were bigger. I knew there was a lot of people in the room. It was more like right I got, after I got off stage after it went so well. Uh-huh. Like that's when I almost broke down. Mm-hmm. Like on stage, oh, yeah. I was cool. I was like, I was okay. very emotional. I'm I was glad fine. you brought that up. But the second I got off stage, <laughs> it was almost like, 
Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> that, that just happened, didn't it? I, I started getting me when I was hearing what the judges were saying because there were some significant things being said. Yes. But then when you hit just getting leaving the, the curtain, going out of, off the stage, and your mom's right there, yeah. I fucking lost it. Well, and it, <laughs> like, it did look uh, on like the broadcast that you were starting to get overcome with some emotion, too, like, you yeah. know, towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, when you saw your mom, what'd you think? Oh, like that, that was. Uh, like not, like, not to, I know it's not like the manliest thing in the world uh-huh. <laughs> to talk about, no, but. Who cares? No, it is. It but, actually yeah, is, by the yeah. way. But, but for me, it's it's one of those things that, like, with how hard I've worked and, and doing all this stuff, this is hard on my mom, too. You know, yeah. like, like my mom, like, like I said, we were poor. We grew up mm-hmm. in a trailer. She had a child that she, maybe it was her fault in, in her head that she, that has a disability. Uh-huh. Like, all these things that she's had to grow up with my disability, too. Right. And, and. You know, she gets more nervous than anybody that I'm sleeping in my car and doing these 20-hour drives right. to, to get the gigs. And so to be able to kind of share that moment with her, like, I think it was officially for her that she's like, okay, this is okay. This is yeah. what it was all for. And and uh, my mom is, is really eating this up. She is uh, becoming a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Like, like I got recognized at Cracker Barrel today, <laughs> and I was having a, I was having lunch with my mom, and she was like, I was on TV too. <laughs> like he was mad that they didn't know her. Did you like, play the peg game? You like Cracker, Cracker Barrel? Oh, you always play the peg game. Have you ever won? No. <laughs> anybody? I don't. I. I, don't I think it so. might be impossible. It I might think. be. Uh, uh, what's the thing from uh, from Star Trek? The. Uh, Whatever the, the the puzzle thing that they do, that's like it's supposed to be an unwinnable circumstance to see how you. Yeah. Oh, the Rubik's cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, I, I can, there's a term for it that that yeah, uh, that Star Trek nerds are going to be very sure, yeah. Basically, it's to see how you handle an unsolvable. Are you, yeah. are you a Cracker Barrel guy? Um, ish. We went through a list of yeah. the brunch places, breakfast places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cracker Barrel <laughs> got a pretty poor rating from the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bob Evans fun. is is uh, I think my my. Breakfast place of yeah. choice, I think. Well, one good thing about Cracker Barrel, and I don't know, some people might not consider this a good thing. It's very predictable. <laughs> every, every, every Cracker Barrel across the country is the literal exact same place. <laughs> there might be a vortex that you go through. It's probably just one restaurant that <laughs> they've somehow bent time and space. But like, you know exactly what you're getting yeah. when you go to a Cracker Barrel. True. Some places you're like, this could be anything. Yeah. We don't know what's That's happening. True. Oh, very true. Fun. I tried to buy something off the walls at, uh, at Cracker Barrel once, shot down immediately, and then got the whole dissertation that they have a whole crew that works the nation to go to flea markets and garage sales and all this stuff to buy that old stuff that they put on the wall. No, that's really? all pre. That's made for that. Promise you. I had the same conversation. Zito's not buying it. <laughs> Zito knows. I promise you. Zito knows. Zito knows. The Star Trek thing was Kabayashi Maru. Oh, yes. That's what go. I was trying to think of. It's time, guys. There it is. Maru. There it is. Maru. He can say that, but he can't say fucking. Yeah. Hey, he grew Abdomen. up. He grew up. Literally, his, uh, his parents are from Cuba. They moved to Chicago. He grew up in a Spanish-speaking house. Okay. okay. Only Spanish speaking in the house. He can understand it. He he can never talk back to him. He can only speak English. 
That is a true. I was hypnotized. Yeah. He was hypnotized <laughs> to forget the language, to forget Spanish, because he was mixing English and Spanish so bad that nobody could understand him. The English speaking people and the yeah. Spanish true speaking story, people. Apparently, so, so they hypnotized him so he can't speak Spanish, yeah. but he can still translate it. Can that, I get on ADT? Was that was that? My <laughs> <laughs> the, no, I think the wizard who did that to you could be. <laughs> <laughs> you actually lost a talent. <laughs> I don't know. You can't even. I don't know what. I'm a one. One way bilingual. Guys. There you go. Did you say bilingual. He's a one way bilingual. One way. Yeah, you're like one point five. So I have a question. You've had the disability since birth, but have you always had the sense of humor about it? Yes. Or is it um, something more you had to learn as you went along? Um, as long as I can remember, like I never got made fun of growing up. Because I was so much better at it <laughs> than anyone else was. Like, That's awesome. Like if if anyone ever wants to not get bullied, like my my suggestion would always be like just be a better bully to yourself. <laughs> because like I was so ruthless and so good at it to myself, people just went, "All right, he's cool. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't worth it." Not gonna be able to outdo that. So That's, yeah, Eminem did it eight mile. Yeah, yeah basically yeah. like yeah, and, and so. So I never had a problem with it, and it it also helped me not be a bully too, because I knew people would try to do it. Mm -hmm. So like I kind of took pride in not ever making fun of anyone else, because growing up is hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like sure. it's it's hard if you're a popular kid growing up, let alone <laughs> if you got something else going. So so for me, like I, I sort of learned early that this isn't going away. You know, I'm not going to wake up and have arms. That's just not how yeah. it works. No matter, how many, no matter how many prayer circles have tried that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so I just kind of learned, like, I can, I can be sad about it or I can make money. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, I can have a career. Have you become a role model for other people with disabilities? Um, not on purpose, but I'm happy to do it. Um, a lot of the messages that I've got from people has been, you know, thank you for being the one of us that got on television, you know, like it gives, you know, I, or, you know, I have a son that has something like mm -hmm. you and, you know, yeah, thanks for doing that. Like, that's got to well, feel good. It, it, it does. You know, it, it, I'm not going to lie and say that's why I got into this. I got into this because I like it. Right. And I'm an egomaniac and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people enjoying you is fun, but it, it's a nice benefit because it is important to me. Like, when, you know, what I said on, on the show was true. There was no outside of Jim Abbott. Mm -hmm. which I wasn't going to be a baseball player, but there was no one <laughs> that had anything like me that they let be on television. And if they did, it was always some really like glurgy, like, like, look at this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel better that you're not him? <laughs> like, like, like that's what a lot of, um, it's called like, there's a real term for it. It's called inspiration porn. Um, uh, and, yeah. and it's real bad with like memes and stuff. That. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that you're, that's a different kind of porn. It's fetish porn, <laughs> and now I know what you're into. Um, um, but but like you, everyone's seen like those memes. They'll show like some kid who doesn't have legs like running, uh -huh. and then it's like, what's your excuse? Well, you're fat and lazy. That's what it is. Like a kid just likes to run. Like they're not doing it to make able-bodied people feel better, right? You know, like just just go run, fatty. Like I don't know what to tell you. That two percent stat you said earlier was alarming. Yeah, only yeah. two percent of people on TV have any physical disabilities. That yep. is that is alarming. Yeah, yeah, and and there's stuff, and, and I, I don't fault people who do it, but things like um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was what Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Oh, the one came you upside, upside. Oh, the yeah. upside. Yeah, where Brian Cranston's great. He's one of my favorite actors, but there's good actors who actually are 
paraplegics, you know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have about that, I have great friends who are amputee like actors and actresses who are uh-huh. amazing, but they'll CGI or special effect. You know, the rock in skyscraper like yep. right. doesn't oh, have yeah. a leg. Like, okay. There's people that don't actually have legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let them do it. They're awesome athletes. <laughs> you know? yeah. Exactly. Like, Jacob Sully in Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, uh, the stuff. And, and I get and I don't fault the people for taking those roles because Entertainment's a hard business, and people yeah. got to work. And I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to turn down something where I can, you know, sure. secure my future. But Francis uh, got enough money. It, it, yeah, it, maybe it's more, the rock. it's more. No, well, maybe he. Can <laughs> yeah, the Rock's doing okay. I don't think he's. If I don't get that role, I'm screwed. <laughs> How am I going to get my forty thousand pound gym to Africa <laughs> for the next role? I can't I do, afford that anymore. I would assume though that the Rock and some of them are, are trying to put. Uh, it's them feeling like they're trying to help out. Yeah, the, those who are physically disabled. But from the completely other side of it, it's like when I was watching that movie, I actually thought like this is interesting because he definitely can walk. So it's like a, while you're watching it, now that we're a much more woke society, it's yeah. like it's almost hard to get sold on the whole thing because i mean i've literally seen that guy like run into a pool i think in breaking bad a couple of times oh, yeah. and do a lot of crazy yeah. insane shit so it is interesting to think about that uh, that two percent stat i think is going to stick with me for the rest of my life because you don't really see it so that also means you can't normalize it right yeah, so yeah it, that's it, why it's tough yeah you know? like i have no empathy for him because i know he's really okay he really can get <laughs> yeah. up and walk and, and, and yeah it, it's 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 frustrating too because like the message of that movie is good, yeah. You know, it, it's not like they make him like a like a doof. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like look at look at how these cripples are. They're they're so zany and goofy. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. But at the same time, it's like kn- knowing having a disability and knowing how hard it is for me to get work and entertainment yeah. and how hard it's been. It also makes you a little mad, yeah. Because I'm like, they're just gonna get a normal dude to look like me. When I look like me. For sure. (laughs) It reminds me of the old like Lewis Black joke from like years ago where he talked about writing a pilot or they wrote a pilot based on him and they didn't cast him as himself. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, unbeknownst to me, there was a better me. (laughs) Have you had comedy clubs reach out um, since you've been on AGT that wouldn't put you on stage before? Oh, uh, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Hose all over. Uh, not so much, um, and not so much that they didn't want me. So far, I've only been talking with clubs that I've already worked before. It, yeah. uh, I will say, uh, and this just makes sense from a business standpoint. They are responding to my emails a lot faster <laughs> <laughs> than they used to, which is a very nice feeling. And you'll, you will be headlining rooms you were featuring. Yep. Right. That I that I was lucky to feature. Yeah. <laughs> that that they were doing me a favor. And now, <laughs> to and let me feature. And as a former comedy club owner, there is a business to, like, that person needs to sell tickets for the whole thing to make oh, sense. Oh, absolutely. If I don't put asses in seats. Yeah. You know, that, that's why I always get so mad at comics that get really smug about, like, well, I can't believe Stormy Daniels is getting to do comedy. I can't believe these wrestlers. Or I can't believe yeah. Screech. Right. Well, then put more asses in seats than they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 don't get mad at Funny. them for making money. Be Make yourself more marketable than them so that you get those chances. <laughs> like, no one, no one... You don't deserve anything, right? You know, like work for it. Regardless of how this shakes out for you on AGT, there's that old adage that was always beaten. It's beaten to every comedian's head. I think when a, a vet comes to you when you're early on, like don't be in a hurry to be a shitty headliner. Don't be a, in a hurry. Like you, then they used to say, don't go on late night TV until you're already too good to have not been invited to do late night TV. Right? Do you feel just really fortunate now, even though six years ago? 
you felt like you should have been AGT? Are you so happy now that it happened when you were already like too good? Yes. Um, I got really lucky that early on when I started, uh, Brad Williams, uh-huh. um, he got a hold of me basically, and he essentially told me that he's like, when you think you're ready for something, wait at least two years, yeah, and then you actually might be, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I would rather, and and I preach that to any any newer comic that wants advice, like be so over prepared that when you get it, you can just go right into it, you know, because like because like if I would have got it six years ago, I would have cracked. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have handled the pressure. Um, I wouldn't have been, you know, if it did go well on the show somehow, I wouldn't have known how to be a club headliner. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like now doing live shows is much different than doing two minutes on television. Right. Yeah. You have to carry a whole show. And but like at this point now, because I, I have been a headliner, I've been headlining one nighters and small right. clubs for years. Now, if this blows up. Yep, right into it. There'll be no more yep. disappointment because early on in these types of shows, there were some comedians that were winning or doing very well who didn't have enough time to their name to be a headliner. So they were hitting the clubs and then they were just bombing their yeah. asses off. That, 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 that's a that's an L.A. problem in general. Yeah. Because a lot of L.A. comics, even if they're hilarious, a lot of them might only have 15 minutes because right. you don't get to do an hour in right. L.A. So when they get oh. TV and something really hits hard – now, like all now, a club in Iowa wants to headline them, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, uh oh, <laughs> 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 I, Iowa doesn't care about L.A. problems, and I only have fifteen minutes of those." Right? <laughs> so. Is that why New York comics do like eight shows a week because they're only getting like ten minutes at each yeah. spot, so they have to go to each place yep. to work out each ten minutes? Yep, that, that's part of why I moved. Mm-hmm. Like I started in Los Angeles. That's where I started comedy, and I moved back to the Midwest. And part of that was so I could do longer sets. You know, I can people will let you just on a flyer, whether you're ready or not. They'll let you do 45 here, right? You you might eat the biggest one you've ever eaten, <laughs> <laughs> but they'll let you do it. And L.A., you just aren't getting that. It's yeah. just not going to happen. So did you start out in open mics in L.A.? Yes, you're um, waiting in line at the Laugh Factory, waiting to play for Jamie um, Musada. I, I would travel. I, I didn't wait. I didn't do the club waiting. Um, I probably should have hung out more early at the clubs. But for me, it wasn't worth the time investment to sit around for eight hours right. to maybe get to perform for two minutes. I'd rather do a Brazilian restaurant that's guaranteed <laughs> to let me talk for seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was. Yeah. I would rather work on that to make sure I was getting the stage time instead of my face just being present and then not getting to go up. What um, was the most awkward place you've done comedy in? Um, I've done uh, comedy at a, a Mexican clothing restaurant <laughs> <laughs> where they sold both Mexican clothing and served Mexican food. Oh, Morty's. <laughs> <laughs> very, very similar. Very similar. <laughs> um, you know, I've done so much that um, doing shows on the street is always weird. Those are awkward where you're just you're basically just attacking people with your bad jokes. <laughs> They're like, man, I'm just trying to get to Starbucks. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> Why are you so mad at me? Um, I, I've done a lot of weird colleges because co- college gigs are I, I like them and they're really fun and they're good money. But a lot of times they're like, OK, you're going to be forming at noon. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be in the cafeteria. <laughs> We're not telling anyone this is happening. <laughs> and it's finals week, so they're all very, very stressed. <laughs> Make them laugh. Yeah, have fun. Here's your check. You know, so so a lot of that. And, and just even some dive bars. I, I've done so many moose lodges and, uh, and American legions. And 
and I, I've definitely earned where I'm at now. I can say <laughs> yeah. definitively yeah. the amount of uh, uh, you know dive bars in small town Kentucky that I've had racial things yelled at me, which doesn't make sense because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so I, I've done a lot of those. Um, I'm ready. I'm excited that. I can do those by choice now. Yeah, well, <laughs> instead sure. of uh, instead of necessary. You, when you were growing up, like you played football and stuff, yep. right? You were a big sports guy. Uh, yep. What you do you think? Like, and probably your favorite thing is the WWE and professional. Yes, wrestling. absolutely. Your favorite thing in the world. Yep. Would you, uh, if you weren't born with the uh, birth defect, would you possibly think you could be doing that? I tried to do that with the birth defect. Yeah. That was the the reason I got into theater and things like that uh-huh. was to help me be a wrestler. That yeah. was the point. Right. Um, I trained to be a wrestler for like three months and my back couldn't take it. It wasn't the arms. It's my back is garbage. Okay. <laughs> and, All right. And uh, for anyone who uh, complains that wrestling's fake, scripted is the word you want. Those are Ugh. two very different things. Yeah. We've been very, I yeah. for one have been very educated about that world yeah. and it is no be- joke be- because I played quote unquote real sports my whole life. Uh-huh. I, that three months of wrestling training, I was the most pain I've ever been in. Yeah. And, and yeah, oh yeah, it's the, it's the fake stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Karen. <laughs> I, I always assumed that the WWE ring was just a softer ring than everything else that I've been in because it's been cheaper rings everywhere. And then as I continue just to learn more and more about the business, I'm like, no, no, they're they're really just falling right, right there on two by four, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Just two by four, a little thin, maybe mat over some plywood, basically. The thinnest memory foam you've ever seen yeah, in your life. It's rough. And, and through doing comedy, I've got to be friends with a lot of wrestlers, and I have the most respect in the world for them Hell because yeah. it's not any... Wrestling and comedy is actually very similar with how the lifestyle is, too. I think that's why I enjoy meeting all these wrestlers. I do. Yeah. I think there's a big comparison. Big, because, I mean, my friends that are wrestlers have all done the same. You know, you drive 10 hours in a car with six dudes to maybe make $10 right. <laughs> to yeah. do a show where 12 drunk rednecks showed up <laughs> <laughs> and hate you. <laughs> you know? and, and so when you finally get that break, it's the same kind of thing. You put in those miles and you, you do the grind and it's why I've always loved it. It's just been, it's, it's fun. It's, it's goofy fun. And it's I a love talent it. show, just like AGT. It, it's a, it's a, it's, it's literally so many different things. There's comedy, there's drama, there's romance, there's action. It's everything. Yeah. It, it, it's sports. Yeah. You know, if, yeah you just, exactly. if you just like competitive things, yeah. like it's got the aura of that. It's, I, I always get mad if people do, like, if you like wrestling, people that don't like wrestling are so aggressive about oh, it. <laughs> yes. Like, like, if you say you don't like anything else, like, I don't care for baseball. People are like, all right, well, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're like, well, I do like wrestling. Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cancel. <laughs> I'm going to call into work today <laughs> to make sure you know what an idiot you are. <laughs> Have you ever met or are you familiar with, I think his name is Dustin Thomas. He's the bilateral amputees in AEW. I haven't met him, but I know, I know of him. Yeah, so he's a professional wrestler, and he has no legs. And it, he's basically just – it's his torso and his upper body. He does some like, amazing stuff in the ring. Yeah, he's fantastic. The clips I've seen uh, – I have I have a few buddies that are with AEW, so I'm hoping I get to meet him um, through there just because I like hanging out with wrestlers. That's fun for me. But, yeah. <laughs> who's your who's your favorite? Uh, all time is Chris Jericho. Okay. Ooh. Really? Yeah, yeah, Chris Jericho. I, I was there um, – I got sold. I didn't plan it, but I was there live at his WWE debut with the countdown clock. Oh, yeah. And it's still – 
outside of what happened Tuesday with AGT, <laughs> uh, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life and been a part of. Like I still, anytime I watch that clip, I still get chills. Like I was there. It was amazing. Oh, that's incredible. And, and I and from there I was like, yep, yep. And and he's he's funny and charismatic and, and he's are you good going on does. his cruise? Um. No, <laughs> I, I would like to. I, I would. You could uh, probably perform on that cruise. I was though. gonna say I'm, I'm good friends with Brad Williams, so and I know he does the. He's the comic on the cruise. Brad, so, hook him up. So Brad, if you can maybe put in a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I also don't like water that much. Me neither. Not not a strong swimmer. In case you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're curious, like, how was your football career when you uh, played? I I was an okay high school football player. I, I did it because it was fun hanging out with my friends and yeah. I love football. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I had any aspirations. I, I'm not I'm not a super athlete. I know, but my skill is telling jokes about my wiener to strangers. <laughs> 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 that, that's where my wheelhouse is. But but I, I loved it. It was fun. It's I, I think youth sports is important just for yeah camaraderie. Like yep. it, it lets awkward kids be a part of something. Like there's there's things for it, and it let me feel like everybody else. Which was uh, nice. I didn't get any special treatment. I got the hell beat out of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, playing. I mean, there's no. If you it. couldn't block that guy, you couldn't block that guy. Exactly. There's no excuses. On yeah, the they're field, not right? gonna. Yeah. I, I did have a tactic though, which helped me. Um, I used my brain a lot because I was never going to overpower anybody. I was an offensive lineman. The, what I would do the first play that I was out there every game, I would reach my hand out and shake the guy's hand. <laughs> be like, hey, good luck out there today. And then he would never want to hit me the entire time <laughs> now that he's touched it. So I looked a lot better than I actually was skill-wise. It was my favorite thing in the world to do. <laughs> hey, man. Good luck today. <laughs> If you want. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to catch it. It's fine. <laughs> That's only if I sneeze in your mouth. That's the only way that can happen. If you win $1 million on America's Got Talent, what's the very first thing you do with that money? you pay taxes first. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to pay the $250,000 of taxes or whatever it is. Um, the the real life boring answer is I'm paying off my student loan and just having that done. Uh-huh. Um, the The... Real fun answer is uh, I'm gonna go on a video game buying spree. Yeah, uh, video that's how ga- you treat yourself. Oh, video games is my favorite. I'm a collector. Uh-huh. That's what I do on the road. Um, when you're in these weird towns where you don't know, like I don't know anyone in Tulsa. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Who do I know in Tulsa? <laughs> so when I go to these towns, I'll look for like small mom pa game shops and and buy games for my collection. I have like two thousand games at this point. That's just it's what I it's what I have. Fun. Are you so, a great you gamer? Should. Uh, I'm I'm better than I should be. What uh what what <laughs> games are your favorites? Uh, I like like a lot of uh, retro old school stuff. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past is my favorite game of all time. Uh, anything Zelda, I'll do. What but about? but I collect everything. I have like 25 consoles. I yeah. I, I don't mess around. I <laughs> what about Mario Kart? Uh, I love Mario Kart. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not very good at it, but I love it. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're gonna start doing the Twitch stuff. Yeah, man, get yeah. into gaming. Uh, I've done a little bit of it. the The only problem is I need to buy a rig that I can take on the road uh, because yeah, I mean, I, I'm in my car all the time. We got one. We got one. You need oh. to talk to Z. No, we literally got one for you. Sweet. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, what well, you should do uh, after, you, after you win a million dollars. <laughs> Is pay exhibit and hire him to pit my ride your Yaris, Ooh. and then oh. he'll put a video game console in your Yaris Just no. in and your bumper. I put an IMAX in your trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
watch it while you're driving. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> the rear view mirror is set up perfectly for you to watch anything in 3D. <laughs> We've replaced your windshield with a picture of Mario. <laughs> you like sleeping in your car? The back seat's a waterbed. <laughs> that show is the best. Those cars, they never uh, no, work. No, Yeah, you can't do anything with them. No, they they fall apart in like two yeah. weeks, right? First time they hit a bump, shit yeah. starts falling. I, I had a buddy, he was a, a comic that I had started with who was on that show and got his car pimped. Oh, really? And then got T-boned like two weeks after. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's hard to pay attention to the road whenever you see a fucking popcorn machine. <laughs> There's like an inflatable tube guy just on the roof doing stuff. You're like, why is that? That's your favorite guy. Yeah, we thought about getting one of those out front here. You absolutely should. (laughs) I refuse to come back until I see one. One at the door greeting me. (laughs) (laughs) Life's been pretty good to you, but is there any axes you'll have to grind? Once I'm just going to assume that. Yeah, you're you're going to be famous, right? You're getting that, there. That, that's that the you're going to be. That's the plan. With a very very soon. That, so that, that clip is there any... forever at the very least. Yeah. So that that's a part of that's still going thing. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's still yeah. going. So is there any like part of you that just wants to stick that right up somebody's ass when you after it happens? I think I already have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just I, I think. Be- because of talking about the hello. Hey, see, <laughs> don't ruin this, man. It's on me. This is a good moment. But but I think just all of the time, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about uh-huh. these bookers not wanting to take a chance on me. And, you know, not not, not to get, like, petty and all incel on people. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, women being uncomfortable dating a guy with a disability. Uh-huh. Like, like, kind of saying that, like, oh, everyone is pretty okay with this. And mm-hmm. this is a huge story. And we love this guy. I think that's enough to kind of. I think I've, I've proved a lot of people wrong already, and well, obviously that's an awesome way to look at it. So just yeah. making it is the biggest fuck you of all. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, beca- I would be- because to dirtier what, tactics, but you know, <laughs> what, 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 what I can tell I, I can tell you just personally, and I don't know if this is the healthiest thing in the world, uh-huh. but I am so fueled by spite. Oh yeah, yeah. As far mm. as getting stuff done. Oh yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to sabotage you, but I'm going to work so hard that you look like an idiot. For what oh, you did to I me like before, that. yeah. So That's a very good tactic from my experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because because I think if everyone was just like kind of just gives you opportunities, let you do like I know who sure. I am. I probably would have been lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, if everyone just would have handed me anything I wanted, I would not have worked as hard as I did to get this. And you feel I, like you had to be extra funny? Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I I because I, I have to be. Because again, everyone looks at me at in the first glance. They're like, "This is going to be a novelty, or this is going to be some sappy. Uh-huh. It's going to be puns. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> like because nothing drives me like crazier. Like then you'll see like a comic in a wheelchair, and he's like, "I'm a sit down comedian. Yeah. Like, like, quit pandering to these idiots. <laughs> like, quit, you're, you're not supposed to make able bodied people feel better. <laughs> you know, like just be yourself. Uh, but but I do I do I have to prove that I'm actually funny." I, yeah. I, I won't be able to do this anymore just because people are going to know me now. Mm-hmm. But what I love to do in my acts, I'll spend 10, 15 minutes and not mention my arms at all. Oh, yeah, I've seen you do Because it. I want to prove that I'm funny. And plus, I get to build a lot of tension to that big moment of when I finally acknowledge <laughs> it. They're like, oh, God, good, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if he knew. I didn't know if he knew. He didn't. 
We should have told him. <laughs> so, so now, though, you're going to have all your fans at shows. Will you treat that any differently? So, like, instead of being on yeah. somebody else's show, like, now people are going to be, like, coming I, strictly for you. I'm going to have to. I, I It's... It's That's cool, weird. by the way. It's oh, very fucking oh, cool. Oh, it, it, it's a very cool. Like, like, even just for these shows that I'm doing, like, obviously, I'm, I'm featuring for Brian Callen, who uh-huh. is amazing, and I I should be featuring for him. He's fantastic. But the amount of people, I know there's going to be people there on purpose because they saw AGT. Hell yeah, yeah man. Be, be, before, like, what my, my philosophy, like, usually when people would see me at a show, I was a happy accident. <laughs> that <laughs> they, they happened to enjoy. They loved me. Yeah. But they did not know I was going to be there. Yep. Now they're going to be there on purpose. It's a different kind of pressure because now you have to entertain people who want to see you. Because if they're if they're there on accident, if they don't like yeah. you, whatever, they didn't pay to see you anyway. So who cares? Same yeah, but, thing on social media, right? Well, yeah, those so. people though, those people that come right for you, they're going to be ready to rock with you, man. They're going to be ready yeah. to do whatever. Like I think that's something I've been very lucky to be a part of. I started doing stand-up comedy strictly because my Twitter following, right? So I didn't do stand-up comedy. I did Twitter, and then I did a stand-up show just to see how bad it would either go or how good it would go. But those people that are coming just to see you, like, because I, I got a chance to go watch a lot of other people work in Morty's and Healy and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm watching these people work for people that aren't their crowd. I'm like, God, that has to be so fucking hard right there. But then whenever you got people that are there for you, they're ready to, those people are just ready to party with you for a night. You know what I mean? Which is awesome, but uh, I'm glad it went the way that it did for me. Yeah, because it also makes you battle tested. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is something to be said that. about like the one of my favorite things and what I'm most proud of is anytime I'll go to a room where everyone's struggling and then I turn the room around mm-hmm. because you, and you learn to do that because these crowds now are going to be happy to see me because they 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 love me already. Yep. But getting to turn a crowd that has no reason to like you <laughs> at all <laughs> that they, they don't care if you Good die feeling. tomorrow. Who cares? <laughs> you know, they didn't know you before they got there. Who gives? But to be able to turn those around, like it make it makes you that that's how that's when I first started to feel that I was actually really good at this job. When I could make strangers who are in a bad mood not in a bad mood anymore. It's awesome, right? And so, so now it's going to be a different kind yeah. of reward. Now you're going to, I think you'll like it a yeah. lot more because yeah. this is my prize. They're going to be part, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. I mean, for doing 13 I mean, years. Yeah, of, uh, it's great to this. develop those those skills and going through the gladiator school and all that. But now that you get to really just for your fans, it's cool, uh, man. It's going to be such a eye opener. I think for you, you're going to love, you know what I mean? And with your social media too, because now they're going to be paying attention. Wait, what's going on with Ryan today or whatever. So are you prepared for, and by the way, social media handles are at cripple threat eight, cripple threat eight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I I feel really bad. I got a little funny anecdote. Um, The guy who uh, owns cripple threat, on Instagram, messaged mm-hmm. me <laughs> the other it? day. No, no, he was basically like, um, "Good, uh, I like your screen name, bro. Um, I'll be sending everyone your way." <laughs> I guess he got like just a ton of messages because oh, they're yeah. on and I felt so bad. Have you cause... thought about because it's still early in the build of your following to making that a little easier to find? Um, well, I would have just done Cripple Threat had it ever been <laughs> yeah, available. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, I think it's. Leave it. I, I have jokes about it, you know, yeah. like, oh, there were seven cripple threats before you. <laughs> like, yeah, it works. It works like the Pope. <laughs> you know, like one dies, a new one. You can tell they've named a new cripple threat because white smoke will start billowing out of the top of the Shriners Hospital. It's very, it's very classic. Uh, uh, at, at this point, it's become such a bit for me, like in my uh-huh. head, okay. that I'm, I'm keeping it. It's just that's what it's going to be. Yeah, it's it's my thing for everything. It's yeah. my it's my gamer tag. It's everything I right. do okay. is, is that. Awesome. So. 
how much were you were you on Twitter and Instagram before? Um, I tried to be on it as much as I could. Um, as you can probably attest, before you started to get anything going, uh, it, it's hard to keep grinding that when you will come up with a great joke and two people like it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like as of Monday, if I did a tweet that did really well, it got like 10 likes. Right. And I was like, oh, I killed that one. <laughs> 10 people. Now I can just like show a picture of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> and at least 200 people are going to be like, cool tree, bro. <laughs> so so it, it, I didn't do the social media as much as I probably should have. I, tr- I tried my best. Uh-huh. But it's... It's sometimes hard when you're not getting that yeah, uh, but now that, you'll, that feedback. You'll, perfect time yeah. to start. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect now it's time. now it's not it's fun now. If you need any, <laughs> if you need any tips, we got the the grandmaster yes, over here. No, I I feel like I have a good time on the internet though. I have a good time. I honestly You figured it out way before a lot of people. I have yeah, I have so much respect for the the road warrior grind in the comedy world because of all that stuff. For me, I just tweeted dumb stuff and people just started catching on to it. it but there is years there where you got nothing happening. <laughs> like I was I was answering every single person that tweeted me for like the first two years I had Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Every single human that that tweeted me, I'd answer them, I'd respond with a picture, I kept at it, and I was like, I think this is gonna do something someday and if not i mean this pacifies my add pretty bad right. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. great yeah that's been one of the hardest things the last couple days is i always prided myself yeah because i i had a a very small but loyal following of the yep. people that did care about me and i prided myself on like i want to be appreciative that yep. you don't have to like me there's no there's nothing that requires no one owes me a damn thing as yeah. far as being my fan or or wanting to see me or like what i do so i always wanted to Respond to every message. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It really means a lot. And I've just gotten so many, and I'm doing my best. <laughs> you know, because you're appreciative of them. Oh, absolutely. Because I like AGT is huge, but people could have hated it just as much as they loved it. You know, yeah. like nobody has to like you. You're, you're, and I want to make sure that people like thank you right, <laughs> for yeah. liking me. Your original following, whenever you start growing, they're going to get a little bitter with you. Uh, it, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it happened to me. I felt so terrible. I would get a tweet and I couldn't like, I was like, oh, I could respond to this, but then literally there's like 200 more that I have to respond to. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to yeah. take a piss actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got something I got to do. And then they start thinking you change, but really it's, it, the internet is mostly a good thing. Like there's some bad shit obviously, sure. but your internet relationship with your fans is so important. I think it's so cool too, to be able to just be in touch with you. Like I followed you here the last couple of days now and I've fucking, I've enjoyed it already. I'm excited uh, to see my, my mom and sister were a big fan of that, by the way. They, they love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they Tell love them I you. said what's up. I will. Your mom's famous. I saw her on TV. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you should be lucky to follow her, quite frankly. <laughs> I agree. I was talking to this Cracker Barrel. Uh... Hey, where'd the confidence come from? Because you've got to have a boatload of it coming 13 years in comedy and you know striking out some nights, other nights, good nights. Um, Just... Comedy is what I love more than anything in the world. Um, I, 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 I'm really strange. I'm, I'm super confident when it comes to performing and the stage because I knew I was good at it. I am not that confident in my normal life. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that like being on really? stage and yeah, I'm really not. I've uh, I'm confident with some things, but not, not to get. I'll, I'll get. I'll get a little yeah. like real on it. Having a handicap is not fun. Yeah, you know, it's not a fun time. Uh, because you're you're expected to be strong all the time for everybody. Like yeah. like you're not allowed to be a sad cripple. <laughs> you know, like that's not. But but there's things that bother me. You know, like a lot of my act, and that's kind of how I've dealt with it, and kind of did my therapy through it. 
it sucks going to the grocery store and not being, you know, left alone. Yeah. Having kids stare at you right. for existing. Having women be afraid to be seen in public with you because what are people going to think that you're with right. that guy? You know, like that stuff's hard. But it's, it's real. Not, yeah. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. And that, that's why I've always loved comedy. Like being on stage, I get to control that narrative. You know, uh-huh. I, I get to it's be your world. I, yeah. I get to be a superhero. People are going to listen to what I say, and you're going to treat me the way I want. And I, I've, I've over the years, I've had some trouble translating that to real life. I've gotten better at it. Um, it's, it's still tough, though. You know, like it's not. So you mean like outside of performing, your tendency would be just to hang out alone. It's or, easier. Lot, or, or just hang out with my buddies at you know, just yeah. hang out at the apartment. You know, I'm, right. I'm also I'm not a drinker. I don't do a lot of that anyway. Yeah. So a lot of those things I don't. But like. Yeah, I'd rather stay home and play video games with my friends a lot of times right. than go deal with people looking at me at a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> you know, like you're you know, winning, by the way, with the friends video games things than the Buffalo Wild Wings situation. In all fair, I do I do love B Dubs a lot. I don't want to badmouth them. It's the people that are there, not the actual establishment. Are you thinking that but it's going to transition now, though, to people staring at you like, oh, that's the guy that was on America's Got Talent? I hope so. That's that's a much better feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that people are right. You know, like I said, I got recognized at a Cracker Barrel. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice today that they did that. Um, you know, but there's still a trick to it, you know? Like, it's still, I'm going to have kids that are still going to be like, they don't care that you were on television. You're just a weird-looking dude to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And hey. I, still, I still have to have girls say yes if I ask them out. You know, there's yeah, still right. things like that mm-hmm. that are going to go along with it. Hey, but. real quick. To hell with those kids, honestly. <laughs> All of them, but those ones are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now, not that it wasn't before, but I think you should very much view yourself as a catch, man. Like, if, if a girl gets to date you, they are hitting the fucking lottery. I think that is honestly how you should feel, because I think these next 10 years for you are about to be yeah. such a fucking awesome, t- fun run. Because the, the loyalty fans that you're about to be... John Dorenbos does theaters everywhere yeah. like any night of the week he wants to do a theater he does a theater because of america's got talent in ellen i think you're the next 10 years are about to be a fucking well, rush so. time yeah. and, and and that's what i'm uh i'm 90 percent focused on like that that's where my brain is right yeah, now is how be. much fun that's gonna be the other stuff will figure itself out if it figures itself out um but i've worked really hard for this and so i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna Take advantage of it. Yeah. Anything have, else aside, have <laughs> agents reached out yet, or call or like Netflix if they reached out yet, or um, anything like that? Not yet. Um, I'm sure they're aware. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things that uh, not to get too inside on it, but like, I couldn't sign with an agent right now anyway. Got it. Um, so I and I think they know that, mm-hmm. so they don't re- like. No one's really hitting me up to be like, yeah. How long? Know, how long is that? Um, it, it's basically through the run of the show. You know. Huh. Yeah. Because they just basically want to make sure that you're not... Hold on. So you can go and do comedy clubs. Yes. But you can't sign an agent to help you do bigger comedy clubs. <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It's a tampering yeah. period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to that. Like, there's just things there. Worth um, it, though. One good thing about AGT yeah, is it has a following. It. And they are loyal yeah. to the people yeah. that do well and, on and, that and, show. And why I love this... Because I know like some comics, and they're usually just bitter, uh, but... You know, a lot of people kind of look at this like some people think like AGT is kind of like, oh, it's so corny and it's for sure, middle America yeah. and it's so sappy. But like real people who are, spend real money mm-hmm. watch that show <laughs> a lot. Yes. You know, like, like I don't want to belittle anyone. Like if I get a Netflix special, that's amazing. But more than likely anyone who's going to watch my Netflix special 
already likes comedy, they're probably going to comedy clubs anyway. Mm -hmm. America's Got Talent, people who have never stepped foot in a comedy club in their life are now going to go to a comedy club mm -hmm. to see me. Like, you open up such a huge, bigger market yeah, instead of just comedy nerds. Yeah. Real human beings yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that exist are going to want to see you do this. So, like, it's such a huge opportunity. And America's Got Talent's the, it's the most successful of this format. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily, it's the best show. You know, it's yeah. it's the best show. It, it's, it's, a, it's so a variety good. show. Like it's yeah. it's so much fun to watch. That was the word I was looking. I said yeah. talent show earlier, but the, the, it's a variety show. But yeah. WWE. And yeah, like it, like right. I'll tell you, one of the coolest things so far about doing the show is getting to watch neat stuff happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't get to watch jugglers and acrobats casually in my life. <laughs> you know, I don't have time when I'm on the road to watch, yeah. you know, watch a dude saw his wife in half or whatever. <laughs> that act before you where the guy was blindfolded, they put salt on, salt on his eyes oh. and they blindfolded him and then put a hood on and then he walked around with a sledgehammer smashing coconuts that were lined up all around his giant friend. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the craziest, yeah. most cool thing I've ever seen in my life. How do you do it? I, I need no to know. Idea. I know I saw it. I was no, like, yeah. how do you do it? Practice. That's one yeah. like, yeah, how do you how practice. do you practice that? How practice, do you come up bro. with that idea where it's yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna blind myself and smash salt coconuts. Just a little detail. <laughs> putting salt Half a pound of salt in his eyes. Uh, I, they were there at the same time that I taped, so like I, I got to meet like my whole question the entire time was just why the salt? <laughs> <laughs> the other stuff I sort of understood because like danger acts are supposed to be dangerous, but it's like, why the salt? <laughs> that seems so unnecessary to this whole situation. Hey, you're out on tour. Do you ever stop at a Chinese restaurant? I I have. Okay. I, I dabble. Okay, I'm going I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> All right. We've we've been talking a lot about on this wait. show. We're fans of Chinese restaurants. Yeah, we are big fans. Okay, you're, yeah. you're in a very safe place with the <laughs> safe space with the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Where are you at with fortune cookies? I, they're like taste or just as the concept? Just, just concept. Uh, the whole thing. Um, I, I think they're fun. You eat them? It's, yeah. The whole thing? Uh, yeah. They're, they're, and the reason I do this, this, a lot of that kind of stuff comes from being a poor trailer park kid. No, no, no. The, the whole thing. <laughs> the, oh, including the fortune the and all. Oh, you don't eat the fortune. Ah, oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Inside. Yeah. Hold on. See the young man behind the booth there? Yeah, yeah. right there. Have you ever had one of those fortunes you read in your fortune cookie come true? Yeah, he just fucking took over the world. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What type of question are you watching that? Tuesday? Bro, just open the internet right now. <laughs> you, know, you know you're eating paper, right? <laughs> like that's fucking toxic Asian paper. What are you doing? He literally, if he thinks it's a good fortune. He yep, wants it to come true. true. Puts it in his mouth, chases it with the cookie, crumples it all up together, he swallows it. See, now you could be on America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the... Gorms, I know where you're going with this, though. Where am I going? Oh, didn't you hear about the guy? Ben? Oh, in North Carolina with his granddaughter? Uh, I don't know. He yeah. took the numbers from the fortune cookie. Played the oh, Powerball. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, he didn't the, eat them. $333 million bucks that. or something like that. With the know. numbers that were in his fortune. Yeah, yeah, like you, the, don't the know fortune that. <laughs> you don't know he didn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I do, because it's paper. <laughs> People don't eat paper. <laughs> he didn't eat his Powerball ticket either. <laughs> he just no, won what, money. What if he yeah. did? What if he just loves eating paper and he won, but he ate the uh, ticket? I got to shit that up. I, I gotta... <laughs> Dolores, get the plunger. <laughs> <laughs> You're incredible, uh, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. you. I swear to God. And only you ever what ten years probably now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were very nice to me when I was starting. It wasn't funny. You had no reason to be yeah, nice yeah, to me. Yeah, you were. You were so bad. <laughs> 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 Have you seen him recently? 
He's he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do in a pinch. <laughs> hey, he did a set. Uh, if you need an opener, <laughs> yeah, I'll be open for you. There was like, uh, what was it? Like five months ago, we did this weight loss challenge. I think it was a four months ago, five oh. months. And there was a plumping month, so everybody was trying to gain as much weight because there was a weight loss challenge the uh, next month. So trying to put on as much weight as possible to the point where Todd had kidney failure, <laughs> <laughs> and he did a stand-up show. He, yeah. yeah, he gave himself literally pre-diabetic because of this plumping. He put on like 35 pounds. So then it's all that paper he was eating. <laughs> he does a stand-up show though, and he can't. He's so overweight. He like he was so out of shape. He yeah. pulled a hamstring and joked one, yes. and he almost puked on the stage from t- uh, being so fatigued. Like 25 minutes Breathing in. It. <sighs> <laughs> and trying to tell my jokes, but there's people that have, that only saw that show from Todd, and that's literally all they think about. <laughs> this is Todd's stand-up comedy. Yeah, you occasionally get like, "Are you all right?" <laughs> Tweets <laughs> like, Dude, "We're worried about. It. We saw you a couple months ago. Are you almost one on, with us? Almost went on IR after telling a high school joke about your kid. <laughs> a wild scene, dude. This is rough, dude. But yeah, you were always the cool because you were already like. One of the funniest guys in our city, in Indianapolis, when I started. You were one of the guys, right? There's a few. And uh, so I always looked up to you, and I was always appreciative to be on shows with you. And uh, I just was so fucking happy that I bawled my eyes out watching how good you did Tuesday. This is a really cool thing, and people need to know, couldn't happen to a better dude. No one is more deserving of that fucking eight minutes that you had Tuesday night. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the the most important and most meaningful things about all this, obviously, having the support of anybody is great, but it's been constant support from comics, Good. you know, comedians I've worked with, people I respect that are. I, it was important to me that if I ever got a break, that no comic would be mad at me yeah. for getting it. <laughs> you know, they, they, they wouldn't be like, this guy? <laughs> you know, like that. So Who? So, who? Anybody cool? Um, well, well, Brad Williams is a great friend of mine. Um, I love Brad Williams. Yeah, he, he's the best. He's the absolute best. He he texted me. He was one of the first people that texted me nice. as it aired. He's so um, funny. Some of the, um, the AGT alums, uh, Taylor Williamson, who was runner-up, oh, yeah. I think, on season eight. Um, he he was the one that kind of I, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to him uh, because he he actually got me originally in touch with America's Got Talent. Oh, awesome. j- just out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, uh, it was a very sweet move. Uh, Samuel J. Comro, who was a finalist last year, he was he's been very supportive on this whole thing. He's been a great person to reach out of just when I'm freaking out, yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he knows the process. He uh, went through it just last year. Um, yeah, so so it's just been great. Like road dogs, you know Mike Merrifield. Yeah, yeah, you know just pe- people like that that are, that have done the same sleeping in their car uh-huh. and grinding for you know thirteen years to hope that maybe someone will give a damn. Yeah, you know, and so having those people be like, you know, good for you, buddy. Well, because <laughs> those guys probably normally hate the comedians that get the push on them. Yes. So having them saying, "Hey, great stuff," and being happy for you, that's like a that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I I did not cut any corners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably took the most scenic route I could have <laughs> for this chance. Well, you're not so. just I don't want you to be stuck in that box where you're just an inspiration to people with disabilities because you're also an inspiration to people who don't come up with much. You know, in life, yeah. people that come from the poor side of things and people that just put in hard work and make things happen for themselves without the help of others being fortunate, to, you know, to have that. Yeah. So if, you have, if the disability just, wasn't enough, growing up in a trailer was also yeah. <laughs> a nice little bonus <laughs> to have. So, I, man, I'm glad it's happening to you. We're going to see great things from you. I hope that you win a million dollars. 
I do too. And I, I do too. Uh, yeah, Go vote. Don't. Yeah. 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 Everybody should form an army right now. The yeah. club, the club nub club army. Nub. Yeah, yeah, club nub is Hashtag what it is. <laughs> club nub. That's two B's. Two B's at the end of nub. If you don't know how to spell it, it should be club nub eight. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, the guy who owns club nub eight then will get all mad at me. <laughs> club nub with one B guy was like, Please. Yeah, he's like, come on. <laughs> Tell them about your extra B, bro. <laughs> Form the Club Nub Army now. So make sure that you're hashtagging that when you're referring to Ryan. Follow him on all his social media. Go see him at Helium Comedy Club this weekend or whenever he's uh, at a club or a room near you. Yeah, my website's cripplethreat.com, so I'll have all my dates on there. Sweet. Um, I always keep the schedule on my uh, my Facebook fan page as well, which is cripplethreat8. Yeah. I always have my updated calendar on there for where I'm going to be. And... Uh, this also, it sounds stupid, but it also helps. If you want me to go to a city that you're at, yeah, tell me. <laughs> and I'll try to make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, this is all kind of new that people actually want me to be places. <laughs> so tell me where to go, and I'll try to go there. I like going places. Yeah, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to get every opportunity. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be everywhere. It's going to be like drinking from a fire hose, cuz he... <laughs> oh, finally. That's what, that's what Matt Patricia said about being a head coach. Mm-hmm. I think for you, it's going to really happen. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking... A Someone's going to actually take a fire hose to me? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to see how it goes. America's got talent. Bro. I was like, that's my, that's my new <laughs> Why the salt? <laughs> Why the fire hose? He was telling jokes. The fire hose was not necessary. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you guys I for having love me you. so much. Very really happy. Appreciate it. Ryan Nemo, everybody. Yo!